Uh, yesterday was a glorious day. Was it? Yes. Why is that? Had a good day. How good? Not me. What happened to you yesterday? Had a good day Saturday and gave most of it back yesterday. Wow. Yeah, I, I didn't do well Saturday. The machine turned in the coma position. Yeah. Not good machines, man. That's the way it goes. I'm going to take a rest from that crap for a while. I'm pretty burned out on it. It's boring. I don't blame you. You're getting ready to go away anyway. Or yeah, no, you're not. In a couple of weeks, not soon enough. Your boy Clarence uh, stopped in our studio this morning. We don't want him in there. Go away, Clarence. Deal with the sports issues, okay? Deal with your little playground buddies. He's barred? He is barred from our studio. Anyway, they're having a nervous breakdown about Ricky Williams here, man. They're all whipped up into a frenzy. You think that this was Jesus on uh, skates? Man. I was the making a, in, a list of... an article in the Toronto Star this morning. I might just read a couple of paragraphs to give you an idea of how emotional they are about this, how awestruck. He touched his palms to his shoe tops like it was no chore. He touched his head to his knee in an effortless hurdler's pose, and for the piece de resistance, Williams reeled off a series of running high kicks that were straight-legged and stunning, a little more aggressive and impressive than the similar work of his teammates. He looked like Bruce Lee among the Rockettes. When the club's brain trust introduced him on Sunday, they built him as a running back, just short of messianic, calling him a role model for the young populace and a servant of, of civilization. What? And he's special enough that he might be the only professional athlete on our small planet who has sworn off the cell phone. Williams, who also revealed that he'll find time in his schedule to teach yoga during his Toronto tenure, said yesterday he hadn't heard from any of his teammates on the Dolphins because they have no way of contacting him. He don't have a cell phone. I guess it's against his... Uh... Well, there's something for you to do. You can sign up for yoga. Oh, there you go. It's supposed to be yeah, very you know healthy. Yoga, you know what yoga said? It ain't over till it's over. <laughs> Like me and Clarence, our relationship is over. By the way, the water Nazis leaving today. I got a breathless email from your general manager yesterday while I'm sitting at Woodbine. Oh, tomorrow's Phyllis's last day. You could do a whole show on it. <laughs> After I called him and just railed for 50 minutes on a Friday afternoon about all kinds of things, and he but a beep, but a boo. So his response is to send me an email that the water Nazis leaving. Well, they went ahead and did it yesterday. What's that? They went ahead and did that remote yesterday. Oh, I know that. Oh, he didn't know anything about that, by the way. Yeah, they went ahead and did it because we told him to do it so that George and Josh could get off a couple hours early. Yeah. I mean, what a week here. We don't have a regular lineup anyway. And then, of course, I see all week long we got, oh, my God, the human cold sore between two and four. Wow. That is scary. The human cold sore. Yeah, the human chanker. Speaking of chanker, rhymes with anchor. I saw about the last two minutes of Charlie Gibson on ABC News last night. Boy. They are dreaming. Another old fuddy-duddy with the tiny mouth and wrinkled-up uh, lips. Strange guy. He was uh, pretty good. He was a fixture on Good Morning America. Well, who the hell watches that? Who watches those morning shows anyway? A bunch of silly-ass housewives. Same people that watch Oprah watch that crap. God. See, they keep saying, well, you know, America, the people who watch the news, even the young people, which there are none of them watch that news anyway, but assuming that they did, they want their news from an older person, someone they can trust. They don't realize that when Walter Cronkite went on the air, he was a young guy. People like Ralph Redneck, people watched him for 30 years on the air. He didn't start out as a doddering old fart, you know, just like us. When we went on the air, we didn't start out as 80-year-old old farts who, with a walker and a colostomy bag, right? Right. And people grow up with you, man. They stick with you because people like consistency, which this station doesn't They trust about. you. That's right. They like Cronkite, Hudley, and Brinkley. They started out. They were young guys. And people watched them for 20 years on NBC. But with news, people build a trust for the... Right. And then they're talking about Bob Schieffer. Well, CBS's numbers are... What are they talking about, man? Have you ever watched him? My God. 
He's got. I think he's got Andy Rooney's eyebrows growing out of his uh, hair, out of his ears. <laughs> Man, well, talk about an old toad. People don't want to watch Grandpa fumbling his way through the news and saying hokey, okey dokey things on the air. Nobody wants to see that. But nevertheless, I'm gonna... so I'll stick with uh, Brian Williams, even though I can't stand looking at him. He's bizarre. He's got like two sets of bottom teeth, and his head is like he look. He look. He looks like he was in that movie. The um, what the hell was that movie uh, about the uh, spaceship landing? Oh, uh, so many of them. Yeah, they, they uh, of a, something of a third kind or whatever. Yeah, no, they, close they, encounters. They no, that was that movie with that Richard Dreyfus. That was yeah. about a spaceship landing. Yeah, I know. Can't stand him either. Go back in the yard and keep digging, Richard, and dig a deep hole and jump into it. So if I was to make up a list of people I don't want to hear about anymore, Ricky would be right there. Really? And who cares? Well, he'll be back, though. He'll be back. I don't care. He's only here for one year. You know, it could, as if there was any doubt, the Canadian Football League is a joke. Uh, the fact that they don't recognize, they don't respect the, the, the rules of the NFL players that are barred or suspended, uh, they don't recognize that so they can play in the CFL, it, it's a joke. It makes a mockery of it. So you can have the worst slime ball in the world, and as long as they can uh, hopefully draw a few extra uh, asses in the seats, that's what they'll do. And by the way, speaking of asses in the seats, they announced 7,683 yesterday for the uh, Giants at PP Park. Yeah. Uh, Norma Kent called me from uh, the uh, ballpark, and you, he said there were more people in the right field stands than were behind home plane. If there were like 3,000 people there, that was a lot. That's yeah. true. I was there. And the, fa and the fact is that he had some nerve to hit that home run on Sunday, so it took whatever significance there might have been about him being in town away, so who cared, you know? I thought it was great. Good. Nice going, Barry, you jackass. Now I, I like him just for that. <laughs> Boy, you, I'm telling you, that David Sampson's got a good point, man. You're responsible for the fact of failure of this franchise. Yeah, right. Not the fact they got a bunch of little leaguers out there. Has the nothing to do with David. Heads. It's your fault. Yeah. Hank destroy. I can just see the headline now. Hank chases Marlins out of Miami. That'll be the headline on Barry's column. Yeah, I, I cut they, the payroll down to they, fourteen they million. For El Paso or wherever they're going. <laughs> the day they leave for Geneva, New York. They got a baseball team in Geneva. Yeah. They got a baseball team in Batavia. The, I don't know if they're still there. The Batavia Pirates. I actually broadcast a couple of Batavia Pirates ball games on WBT in Batavia in nineteen sixty-three. Can you believe that? How do you like that? And Gene Baker was the manager, I believe. Remember Gene Baker? Yeah, I the do. Pirates? Yep. Second baseman, I believe. Yes, I do. Yeah. How do you like that? What a memory. I think he That's was second base to... Boy, that was a long time ago. Wasn't yeah. Well, that, was, that was before Jesus was an infant. Was Dick Grote the shortstop then? No, Dick Grote... Let's see. Mazeroski was the second baseman when Grote was shortstop. And Don Hoke was at third. And Dick Stewart was platooning with Rocky Nelson at first. You know what show they, they show on... Um, I'm trying to think of what channel it is. Just one moment, please. I'll tell you. It's the uh, classic, classic ESPN. Well, yeah, you've, you know, you're yeah. an ESPN guy, the classic channel. And they show the old home run derby shows. You ever watch those? I used to. Do you remember you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That was the corniest show. And yeah. No, there was no crowd or anything. They had this bogus announcer sitting up there. And it's Dick Stewart against uh, Richie Allen, you know, or whoever the hell it was. And they they did it. I think they did it at some ballpark in Florida. Did they? Yeah. Hmm. Well, let's find out where that one is. Maybe the Marlins can play there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dick Stewart. Boy, I haven't thought about him. He, he was on it this weekend. That's why it came to mind. He kept hitting ground balls. Dr. Strangeglove. I don't think he's with us anymore. Is he dead? I know Don Hoke had a little problem there. Put yeah. the gun too close to his head. Oops. I always liked Don Hoke. And how about Richie Hebner? Did he die? I hope not. I don't know. Do you know that he, um, he was an undertaker? Not an undertaker, but he worked in a uh, cemetery. 
as a kid, Richie Hebner. Remember Richie Hebner? Sure. In fact, I think somewhere in here, oh, boy, wouldn't that be something if I had that Bob Prince thing in here? Do we have that in there, George? Which one? The Bob Prince thing. Would it be under Bob Prince? No, no. Base, would it be under baseball? Oh, geez. Wouldn't that be a shame if I don't have that? I know it's in here somewhere, but I'm not going to find it. What a shame. No. No, we don't have it? Well, oh, I don't have it under there. baseball. Huh? I don't know what to look under. Oh, boy. That's a shame. Found Barney Taser Dump. <laughs> Want to hear that? No, I don't. If you play Barney Takes a Dump, I'm going to play that uh, one we played off the year last week. <laughs> what the, was that one? Oh, Madonna. <laughs> Madonna farting up a storm. I'm going to play that. Better watch it. You're going to get yourself joist. Uh-oh. Baseball fever. Now I can't find the damn thing. I'll, I'll find it. Maybe it's under Harry Carey. I doubt it. Damn it. Anyway, Bob Prince and I got a Richie Hebner home run against... Um, and you know, you know who the right fielder was for the Giants that day? Barry Bond, about Bobby Bonds. Now there was a player, Bobby Bonds. He was in right field, I believe so. And you know, they showed the picture of uh, Barry Bonds. I thought Bobby Bonds played center, but well, whatever the hell, wherever he was, maybe he was in right center field a home run. But anyway, they showed the picture of Barry when he was with the Pirates in yeah. the Toronto Star. He weighed about 150 pounds. And he was like a scrawny kid. He was like skinny. I just can't imagine how he would. Maybe he just ate a lot of pasta or something. In fact, it said Ricky Williams was easy eating pasta and, um, I forgot, I, I threw that article away that I just was reading to you. Pasta and some kind of beans. He doesn't get uh, tested up there either. But the NFL will still test him. Yeah. Ten well, times a month. Of, that'll be out of his system by the time he gets back down there. Well, no, ten times a month. He still has to go for testing. Oh, I, does he really? Yeah. Ten times a month? That's once every three days. Whatever. If my math is correct. Boy, how's he going to avoid that wicked weed up here? Boy, oh, boy. You can smell it on the street corners here. Well, I think I smell some right now. <laughs> oh, no. That's bad. You have to live off contact highs. Yeah. Well, he's going to be busy teaching yoga, you know, and running high and jumping fast, just like uh, Benny Blades or Brian Blades, whichever one it was, Brian Blades. He don't have time to go to court. He's got to run fast and jump high. He's got football to worry about. So how about your heat, man? Couldn't care less. Don't even bring it up. No, we've talked about it enough today. Good. I'm sure. I'm sure it's been filled. Talk about a one-note Charlie. Good God. They're all on the bandwagon, man. That's what they wait for is what, what bandwagon can we jump on this week? They're hungry for a championship here. Oh, yeah. And, in fact, I'm going to tell you front-running phonies. In fact, they had not the last game, but the game before that in Carolina, they had chunks of empty seats. That, that's your front-running phonies in Raleigh, North Carolina. Those people wouldn't know a hockey puck from their ass, and then all of a sudden, we love the hurricane, yeah, all that other crap. What a phony bunch of baloney. And when they show the crowd there in uh, North Carolina, man, those people, you talk about mugwumps. They look like uh, distant cousins of the B Banjo Boys, the Beasleys. Wow. Strange. You ever see them people in the, the Where Joe Bell's from? Joe Bell is from where? He worked in Raleigh. Yeah. Well, it figures. I thought that was Chris Jones that worked in Raleigh. Him, too. Both. Oh, they worked together there? So, in other words, he brought his buddy down there with him. That's what it's all about. I see. That's what people in, uh, well, everywhere, in every business, that's what they tend to do. They comfort zone. You know, they bring their own little personal mafia along with them. Hey, it's like baseball managers. Yeah, they bring their own coaches. coaches. Well, all sports. Hockey, the same yeah, thing. They bring all their buddies with them. And then when they get canned, then they all pretty much get canned at the same time. Right. But there's well, a reason for it, and you know what? Survive. I think the reason in business is the same as it is in sports. Yeah. They want somebody to watch their back. Is that what it is? Yeah. 
Or is it just insecurity, the fact that they realize that they're inept and incompetent? Well, Frank Robinson, uh, who I know a little bit, told me one time that when he got the manager's job in Cleveland, they would not allow him to hire his own coach or his own coaches. Well, they were afraid to bring a bunch of black folks in there. Well, he wanted one guy. Just so He just wanted to hire one coach yeah. who was you know, a longtime associate of his. And the general manager wouldn't let him do it. I'm so glad you mentioned him because what was he crying about the other day? Did you see his press yeah. conference after he, he took the he, catcher out? He pulled his catcher yeah, after. Pro- I know what happened. I, they showed the clips. The catcher was throwing the ball in the right center field. I mean, like 10 feet over the second baseman or shortstop's head. And he pulled him out. And he, in the postgame press conference, he was crying. They won the game. They came back. Washington won the game 8-5. to five, And he was in tears. The tears were running down his cheeks because he pulled the guy out. Right. I don't get that. He was upset because he thought he showed the guy up. Well, I got news for you. See, that's baseball's a wussy game. In hockey, they pulled a goalie out like Carolina did the other There's day. no crying in baseball. Huh? There's no crying in baseball. A bunch of wusses. It's kind of like, like that. Oh, God. I can't take that. He'll be on at 2 today, by the way, and then again tomorrow, and then again Thursday, and I believe, let me turn the page, and then again Friday. Well, you know, we got to take whoever's available. That's what I was told on Friday. we got to put on whoever's available. So I guess nobody else is available. I'm thinking I might put in to do 2 to 4 one day, just to keep him off the air. Just stick around? Just to cut down the squeak factor. No, I'll just leave for a minute and then come back. Got to be an improvement over Although I can't talk about sports, because I know nothing about that stuff, so. Now, well, let's see. It's not this Saturday. It's a week from Saturday is the Belmont, right? Yes. Nobody cares. It's going to be tough pulling a rating on that one. Yeah. Well, good luck to you. And you know what? It's not a bad race. Now, what, what day are you leaving? Like Tuesday? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to work Thursday from New York, though. Really? Yeah, Wednesday's the draw. And Don't then... overdo it. No, I won't. Don't overdo it. Well, Friday I have shows to do. When in doubt, lay out. I'll be you working. I mean? No, you'll be working someplace else. Yeah. Where you're getting paid and treated like a mensch. Yep. That's good. Wish I had a deal like that. Find a little extra moonlight. Maybe I'll go to work for CFRB. I was told a guy that owns that station here just loves me. Obsessed with me. That's what I heard. 50,000 watts, man, CFRB. Home of the Brian McFarland show. I think it's on 1010. Yeah, it's on the same frequency that winds in New York used to be. Yeah. See, in upstate New York, as a kid growing up, I used to, like, CHUM was 1050 Toronto and also WMGM, which then became WHN. I think that's the station your buddy is doing in now. Oh, I didn't know that. Remember WMGM? He's working there? Well, whatever it is now. Pretty soon they'll be saying, remember that station. Oh, no, that's bad. Well, remember WM? I just said that, WMGM, because it's not that Peter Tripp, the curly-headed kid in the third row, was a top 40 station. Yeah. WMGM and WABC and WMCA. I don't have any WMGM jingles, though. I got to get maybe Blind Mike can give me some jingles from WMGM. And he went to jail, Peter Tripp, for payola. How come nobody ever offers us any payola? <laughs> ever get offered any graft? Never. Me neither. Not a dime. What can we do for them? Well, I don't know. I mean, Good the reason question. people well, back when we paid off. Audience, when we had an audience, we might have been able to do something for them. Maybe a movie, a little merchandise, a little S off the shelf. Not anymore, though. That's back in the day. And now that I got my iPod, I realized that, you know, mu- music radio, forget about it. That's all done. Bye-bye. Done. Anybody who listens to the radio for music has is, is got to be a retard. Got to be an old fogey and older than us, if that's possible. Because it's just done. I mean, now with MP3s and iPods and U-Pods and everything, Walkmans. I mean, why the hell, you know, you get all the music that you like. The iPod that I bought, I can put 7,500 songs on there. And I only got 600 on there so far. So what do I need radio for, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to, one of these days, that's before I croak, I'm going to get back into the radio business. Well, listen, have a great, have a great day. <laughs> and be you. sure to be listening two to four this afternoon. Okay, don't be taking any naps. I know when you get up early in the morning, sometimes you nap a little bit. Don't do it between two and four. Actually, oh, I, have, a... I have work to do today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What, in the racing form? No, I've got some interviews to tape. and No, I had a very good day yesterday. I don't need to play the rest of the week. Good. Excellent. There you go. I'm glad to hear it. Wish I could say the same. Had one of those days. Well, good for you. Yeah, Mama. Anyway. See you tomorrow. Yep. The views expressed on the previous programs are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the Beasley Broadcast Group, its staff, advertisers, or agents. Hey, Clarence, stay out of my studio, you jackass, you quizzling, you idiot. You fail. Put with a BS, man. Oh, my God, your breasts are beautiful. Real American a-holes. Real American a-holes. We salute you. Mr. Guy who still thinks Bush is doing a good job. Mr. Guy who still thinks Bush is... <laughs> you commute to work with a smile on your face as you pay $3.78 a gallon and adjust the plastic Jesus on your dashboard. Hallelujah now! Bush's approval ratings are at an all-time low. But you don't care. You're a red stater. And Brokeback Mountain never played a theater near you. Don't watch Bravo either. There's no such thing as global warming. Those sinners in New Orleans got what they deserve. And yes, the Earth was created in seven days. Don't tell me that it's evolution. The war in Iraq is a noble fight. And by golly, one day we'll find those nasty weapons of mass destruction. So we salute you. Mr. Guy, who still thinks Bush is doing a good job, your gas-guzzling SUV, your 2.2 children, and your ignorance. You are a real American a-hole. Amen. 1017 at 560 WQM. Happy uh, day after Memorial Day, Tuesday, May 30th. About 30, man. Look at that. Tomorrow's the last day of May. Can you believe it? Well... June 1st. Man, it was like 34 Celsius here yesterday. Going to be the same again today. Hotter than hell. Smog alert. Smog alert, man. It's smoggy. It is so hot and humid you could barely... Of course, you're used to that every day. So. Absolutely. Am I telling people that in Florida about? 1018 already. We're almost ready for the second break. Hey, if you're a cigar smoker and like to kick back with a good premium brand, then Bahia Cigars by Tony Borhani is for you. These hard-to-find cigars are made with first-grade tobacco processed and aged up to 10 years. Bahia is a real boutique cigar maker specializing in small-batch hard-to-find tobacco. Bahia Gold, the flagship line, gets a 91 rating by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider and a 9.1 rating by Smoke Magazine. This rich-flavored, well-balanced, full-body Nicaraguan cigar has got earthy hints of dark roast coffee, chocolate, spice, and pepper flavors. Also try the Bahia Deseo, the hottest-release cigar in the last 10 months. The Deseo gets a high rating. So high that even Ricky probably likes it of 91 by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider. A powerful cigar, a big blaster, man, with complex notes of leather, earth, and pepper. The finish is long and full-bodied with additional spice and note of charred wood. To get yourself 40% off on all Bahia cigars when you call, just tell them that Neil Rogers sent you and get 40% off the price. Call 1-800-35-BAHIA. 1-800-35-BAHIA. This is Neil Rogers. Rock solid. This is 560 QAM. I know that the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. Well, congratulations. Get alive. 
can't tell by the way she can't hang on to a child. She's a stupid mom. Oh. One minute she's fondling him, and the next thing you know, he's on his chin. She can't tell. Oh. The other day, she punched on the oh. I was standing there one day, not thinking I would die from being able to make doo doo. I should never eat McDonald's. A Big Mac must be trapped inside my bowels. Ah, how can you die from infected thoughts? Who let these butcher doctors in? Now my heart stops. You schmucks at Sinai for my intestines out. I'm trying to think. Is there something at the end of this that we got to uh, no. leap on? No. You sure not? Yes, I should have known what to expect. George said it. Living in Miami with the kind of service you get in this town. I would actually need to follow if I didn't eat that crap I swallowed. <laughs> Why can't you lend me something to laugh? Why can't you losers get it right? My bowels were blocked inside my hiney. Can't make my turds go out. I won't get to see him no more. In fact, it seems to be going around in that family. A lot of ill-fated families. You know the Kennedys, right? And um, who else? What other music groups? Oh, the Partridge Family. Partridge family, you know, they canceled that are dead. What? <laughs> they canceled that show. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people that are like dead. Oh, Beach Boys. Right. Oh boy, the story. Won't see Dennis no more. Won't mm. see Carl no more. Right. I can hear music. That was Carl Wilson did the lead on to that. Fat Carl. Brian Wilson's still alive, but it's hard to mm. tell. Actually, Mike Love was the lead singer on most of those songs. Are you aware of that? I'm yes, sure I, you were. Yes, I am. Well, that's good. Anyway, you asked yesterday on our abbreviated show before the big O came along. Rock solid. And let you guys out a couple hours early. That's the only reason we agreed to it. And your general manager, by the way, had no idea that that was going on yesterday. That's how out of touch he is. He's worried about important things like Clarence's wardrobe, things like that. What is the measure of man, you asked yesterday? 630 votes on an abbreviated show. Right. How Started horrible. at 9. What? I put it on at 9 in the morning. Yeah. For what it's worth. Well, it's a holiday. It's an abbreviated right. show, and on a holiday, I'm not knocking the number of votes. I just, when we give the uh, result, we always give right. the number, okay? Putting it in perspective. Now, we got 589 today, and, of course, although we started this one last night, so I got a, not that early, though, I think about 10, 590. 590, I thought it was 560. Well, we're all over the place. Some days we splatter. Some days we're like 540, 560. <coughs> we're all around. That's what we ought to do, start over-modulating, pump out about 100,000 watts like Kevin <coughs> What's the measure of a man? How honorable he is, 404. Well, that's crap. Yeah, and that was an afterthought. I put that on, like, at the end. Almost well, that sure ran away. And that, that's because most of the audience is dishonorable, and they lied. Right. I hate this pool, 84. How much money he makes, 31. That's a good choice. Mm -hmm. 
how long it is, 31, Joyce. Oh, by the way, speaking of that impacted farts, it goes to show you when you hold your farts in too long, you wind up dying. That's right. Like Morris Gibb. So I think we ought to sue Joyce just based on that. She's right. jeopardizing our health by making us hold our farts. Depression is dangerous. Right. He got his, uh, what, how hot his wife or girlfriend is, 26. Well, what, what does that mean? That's, That's how you good. measure a man by how hot his wife or girlfriend is? That's what does that uh, say for him? I've yeah. seen a lot of guys with uh, real hot wives or girlfriends or both. And they look like uh, some stuff I've stepped on sometimes. Well, they must have money. How many women he slept with? 19. How much pain he can endure? 13. Oh, they showed a thing about uh, the uh, Opus Day last night on CNN. Did you oh, see that? Oh, with the uh, self-flagellation? I'd the seen self-flagellation, that, that thing yeah. that they have to wear around their waist with those sharp pointed... Sure. Oh, God. Absolutely. Oh, man. You know, it makes God love you more. All you religious people. Mm -hmm. Oh, brother. That's right. Oh, how much he can drink? Twelve. Josh Cordes, he's a real man. He can pack it away like you wouldn't believe. That's right. He can down him. How tall he is? Nine. How many fights he's won? Only one. Solomon Tiano. Mike Tyson won a lot of fights, but he ain't much of a man, especially with a voice like that. He doesn't measure up. Don't be picking on Mike. Oh, and I hear Rocky Marciano. He had an even higher voice than that. He used to talk like this. Don't mess with me. I'll kick your ass. Kind of like Lenny Martez. 27 past 10 already at 560 WQAM. We got Geldy at 2, Mad Dog at 4. Marlins on deck at 630. Those red-hot Marlins who won another home game yesterday. That is shocking. Marlins and the Giants at 705. Be sure and be there tonight. And then Eddie K follows the baseball game. Like I said to the humper, that Barry Bonds, who's the subject of today's poll, he sure had some nerve hitting the 715 on the day before the Giants came to town. That's why there was only about 2,000 people there last night. Josh was there to see his hero. Did you go down and get his autograph? My Did you go hero. and have a good, friendly chat with Barry? No. Not, no. The, not yesterday. I don't think anybody's ever had a friendly chat with Barry. Even Probably his not. Wife. Hey, if you love the finer things in life, then you'll love stogies. Boy, a lot of cigar talk these days. Miami's quintessential cigar shop in Kendall. With South Florida's largest selection of cigars, Stogie's of Kendall is sure to have all your favorites. Stogie's got over a thousand open boxes of cigars to choose from, including Arturo Fuente, Padron, Monte Cristo, Romeo and Julieta, Ashton VSGs, as well as the obscure and hard-to-find brands. Come into Stogie's today and enjoy a smooth smoke in their wine lounge featuring some of the finest boutique wines from all around the world. Join Stogie's every Friday for their famous wine tasting, 5 to 8 p.m., this week featuring some of the most delicious Bordeaux that France has to offer, including the Chateau Malbat 2000, the Clos Le Lunel 2003, and more, however you say that. Located at 11612 North Kendall Drive and open every day, seven days a week. Or call to reserve a box of your favorite Stogie's at Stogie's. Call 305-598-9820. That's 305-598-9820. And when you call, say hi to Mario and the girls. Get a free cigar of the day, too, just for mentioning the fact that uh, you're alive. 305-598-9820 for Stogie's and Kindle. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. <laughs> Oh, please come about something else. Oh, shut up. I'd like to your show. With people, when your segments go to Mexico or your club who does. Don't care about being a Mexico. Luda. 27 before 11 at 560 WQAM. QAM, hello. Q. 
Here's a fax from Herbert Coral Springs who says, Expect another bump in listenership this week as Howard is off on vacation. Oh, that must explain it, yeah. Our listenership is based on whether uh, Howard's sperm or people want to listen to him 24-7, which we'll get to in a minute. Right. Idiotic facts. Just wanted to let you know that I'm now tuned into you online. Better signal and less commercials. Still hoping you'll someday make it to Sirius. I'm not. I'm hoping I'm just making it back into real radio. I still love you, but it's real hard as Howie's now on 24-7 with a nice, clear, crisp signal. Oh, yeah, gee, we're real concerned about that. And then it says, you ripped me another a-hole like you did a couple of months ago. My pants are down. Herb and Curl Springs. Sounds like uh, you have a lot of problem with that, Herb, all the time. Something I'm like not going to waste our time with it. Just the same old crap. I mean, who the hell wants to hear the same stuff 24-7, you know, over and over? It would be one thing if it was really funny and entertaining the first time, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's serious and XM stock. How are they doing? Really good? No. No. In the tank. In the toilet. Just like Herbie. 625 votes on the pool today. What's your take on Barry Bonds? Boy, that sure is timely, isn't it? I bet you I know what uh, Josh voted. I bet He's you do. He's the greatest. Did you vote for that? I did, yeah. Yeah, idiot. What's your take on Barry Bonds? Without roids, just another jock. That's all he is, 182. That's leading the way. He couldn't lick the babe's jock, 116. That was my vote. Babe Ruth, my ass. His stats are bogus, 108. See, a lot of these are true. He's good, not great, 54. And like the humper and I pointed out, when he was with the Pirates, he was a string bean. He weighed 150 pounds. And all of a sudden, he, like, blew up like somebody put that old bicycle pump deep inside his... Rectum. Blew him up like a balloon. Couldn't have been those roids, could it? Uh, I hate baseball, 52. He's the greatest 46 quizlings like Josh. Punks who haven't been around long enough to see great ball players. Guys who didn't see Mickey Mantle or Willie Mays or really great ball players play. I hate him, or Roger Maris. I hate him, 35. I hate this poll, 33. 628 vote. How do you like that? We got 628. I think we might make that 1,000 again today. What do you think? Even mm. though it's right after a holiday weekend, wouldn't that be a real feather in our crap? That'd be wow. uh, something. So anyway, I made that call on Friday to Joe Bell for about 45, 50 minutes. I will not be making that mistake again. I could remember my dogs. I remember your dogs, both of them. I could have talked to them and had a more productive. In fact, I wish to hell they were still around because I, I would come right down there and talk to them for 45, 50 minutes and then put them back in the urn or something. A, a more productive time. Just like farting into a... Cyclone. Just ridiculous. Iraq violence claims 50 lives. Let's get that stuff out of the way real fast, although there's an awful lot of it. At least 50 people died yesterday. I think it was 51. In a series of bombings and ambushes in Iraq, among the dead were two members of a CBS news crew who were killed when a bomb ripped through the U.S. military convoy in central Baghdad. One U.S. soldier and an Iraqi translator also died in that attack. CBS correspondent Kimberly Dozier was seriously injured, but I see they're saying this morning she'll be okay. My question is, what are these people doing there? Oh, they're That's brave and heroic. Is that what it is? What are they doing there? Making money for the network that they work for, I would In imagine. In addition, well, we, we don't see very much live stuff from there, considering they got the satellites there and they got all these uh, correspondents there and yada yada. Uh, we see very little of the murder and bloodshed. We see, you know, a couple of quick clips hey, here and there, and then they cut it off. You see what you're fast. supposed to see. And there you go. That's very well put. We see only what you're supposed to see, and probably more than they want. At any rate, we got. Oh, and look at this. Bush planted fake news stories on American TV. You can't believe that, can you? No, I don't. Federal authorities are actively investigating dozens of American television stations for broadcasting items produced by the Bush administration and by major corporations and passing them off as normal news. Some of the fake news segments talked of success in the war in Iraq and promoted the company's products. Investigators from the FCC are seeking it. That's what you ought to be doing at the FCC instead of worrying about who's saying crap on the air and who's saying mierda on the uh, Spanish language stations. You ought to be worrying more about uh, what this kind of stuff. 
seeking information about stations across the country after a report produced by a campaign group detailed the extraordinary extent of the use of such items. Brainwashing, man. Hitler would be very proud. Mm -hmm. And I keep thinking back to that horrible thing last year, the that annual fart fest, that joke fest that they have. Everything's a big joke. You know, the one that uh, Stephen Colbert uh, got all the headlines about this year. The, the annual right. press uh, dinner. The White Washington. House Correspondents right. uh, Press Suck Fest. Right, that's right. Where they all sit around. Oh, we're so just great. Like, just like they do at Rumsfeld's news conference. It's mm -hmm. the same thing. Like everything's a big joke. And Bush did that thing about, oh, no, no weapons over here, no weapons over there. And all these all these parents and wives and kids and families of, and friends of all these uh, soldiers who were either dead or came back like uh, with body parts missing. I wonder how funny they thought it was. I keep thinking about that, and it just infuriates the living crap out of me. In fact, speaking of crap, I could have spent that 45, 50 minutes on Friday on the throne and had a much more productive and healthful experience than talking to your leader, man, your fearless leader. You are listening to the wrong people in that building, Mr. Bell. you got no clue. You have you've been there for six months, and you haven't got a clue what's going on in that joint. And you think, I give a crap about whether the water Nazi's last day is today? How the hell does she impact my life, or George's life, or Josh uh, Cordes's life? How, how much impact does she have on you guys' lives? None. Josh, not too much. Do you even see her other than when she's lurking out in the hallway with her ear to the door? Well, when Probably she makes not. changes on the log. Yeah. Don't mess with my log. Who cares? I think we ought to action, auction her ass off on eBay. The report by the nonprofit group Center for Media and Democracy found that over a 10-month period, at least 77 television stations were making use of the fake news broadcast known as VNRs, video news releases. No one, not, not one of them told viewers who had produced the items. Not a single one of those stations. We know we only had partial... See, these are the stations that sell out. That, that's what the media's done. They've sold out. We know we only had partial access to these VNRs, yet we found 77 stations using them, said Diana Farsetta, one of the group's researchers. I would say it's pretty extraordinary. The picture we found was much worse than expected going into the investigation and just how widely these get played, how frequently these pre-packaged segments are put on the air. You don't get news, you get propaganda, just like in Nazi Germany, man, just like in the Soviet Union. They'd be really proud. Let's see, what does this say? Subject, it's the facts. WQAM and the Jumbotron at the Heat game last night. This is from KP and Coral Gables. It says, seen on the center court, Jumbotron display and the Ribbontron, the long and narrow color display that circles the end. Yeah, we know what it is. 560 WQAM weekdays, Hank Goldberg, 7 to 10 a.m. and Jim Mattis, 4 to 7 p.m. Not No mention of anyone else or anything else. Well, what do you expect? At the Heat game, this isn't a sports show. You think any of those people listen to this show? No. Other than Pat Riley, nobody. And, and now it's a sure bet they won't. Well, and that's for damn sure. Why would they want to give me any publicity at the Heat game? I mean, I don't want any part of that yeah. crap. P.S. It says, did you catch Rock and Roll Invaders, the AM radio DJs on Discovery Time Channel? No, I did not. Excellent documentary at the beginning on rock on the radio. Well, I'll be sure and take a puke at that. I'll be scouring for it. I like that kind of stuff. Just like I like that Alan Freed thing. 647 votes on the poll, and most of the people say uh, Barry sucks. That, that, that's basically, you know, to sum it up without going through the whole thing. That, that, that's the bottom line. Except people like Josh, who just don't understand what great baseball players were all about during the era before we had 400 teams. Like or people Kansas like City you, World. who don't understand what he's done. And, you know. I, I don't it's really okay. care what he's it's done, okay, because okay, it's all tainted. It's all tainted. Just like Mark McGuire was tainted, and just like Sammy Sosa was tainted, and all these other guys who all of a sudden are hitting like 4,000 home runs a year. Wow! In fact, I'm going to call up the Haitian uh, embassy. I'm going to complain about them winding those damn baseballs too tight, like golf balls. 
1042 at 560. W. And, of course, I don't care about baseball anyway, so what am I getting all whipped up about? Do I watch baseball? No. Do I care about it? No. Would I go to a Blue Jays game? No. Not on a bet. Not if you paid me by the pitch. No chance. Oh, my God. Talk about coma-inducing. Even more coma-inducing than the Stu Gott show. I wonder if uh, Clarence is still booking guests for Stu Gotts. You think so? I'll, I'll go ask. That would have been a good point to fire his ass. You know, the summer season is fast approaching, and that means it must be close to Father's Day. In fact... Father's Day is coming up on Sunday, June 18th. That's, uh, what is it, less than a couple weeks away. We all know what dads like to do on their big day, eat. It's time to call the Melting Pot and make your reservations for Father's Day. Boy, what a treat this will be for Dad. The Melting Pot is a fondue restaurant. In addition to their famous cheese and chocolates, they serve up some serious meats and fish for hungry dads like yours. Your dad hungry? Okay. Or mine? Hearty entrees from center-cut filet mignon to blackened shrimp from teriyaki, sirloin, pork, lobster, and lots more. The melting pot definitely serves serious food for serious appetites. And if you have a serious dad, which I did not, believe me, he'll love the melting pot. Take it from me, nobody leaves the pot hungry. They have an award-winning wine list to boot. And don't forget the melting pot's famous desserts, too. Guaranteed to put a big smile on dad's puss. So make that call today and invite dad to dip into something different and delicious. A real treat at the Melting Pot restaurant near you. A full four-course gift for Dad right from you. And be sure and tell him that cranky old Neil sent you by. This is Neil tell Rogers. Old Neil sent you the pot. This is 560 QAM. Jason, you're on QAM. We don't have any National Guardsmen because they're all fighting a war in Iraq right now. Not the National Guard. Pardon? Not the National Guard. No National Guard in Iraq? Not, not, there's no National Guard. Uh, no. Taylor is the champion, my friend. Now he'll keep on singing like Ruben. We're going to have 666 votes on the poll. I think it's an omen. Taylor is the champion. Hey, by the way, I got one word for him. You know what it is? Spining. Yeah? Saw him over the weekend. You can't avoid it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. What a screamer. 1047 at 560 WQAM. You fairy. And speaking of 666, I might as well move this up to the top of my piles. Because I don't think we're going to get any calls today. It's the day after the holiday. You know, people are busy uh, putting their, get sobering up, putting their lives back together again. See, that's one thing about Memorial Day, like the 4th of July and like Labor Day. And is there, are there any other ones? They're just an excuse for outdoor barbecues and getting just absolutely plastered, right? Right. I mean, you know, the significance of them pretty much has been lost. Those especially. Did I leave any, anyone out? St. Patty's, which is more just getting wasted than barbecuing. But That's right. In other words, you tell me that the Irish need an excuse to get drunk? <laughs> no, but if they do have an excuse, then they get oh, extra drunk. Then they really go nuts. Says the man in the green Irish shirt in the other room there. Would the clamor over... Oh, he's wearing a green shirt on With Tuesday? With a shamrock oh, on it, laddie. Don't let Duff see that. And don't wear it on Thursday. With the clamor over religious thriller, the Da Vinci Code barely fading, a major Hollywood studio is mining the same vein with a satanic 666 marketing campaign for its new horror film. And it's, I underlined the word new. Here's another movie, just like The House of Wax, which that remake, I haven't watched it. It's making rounds on my cable now. Yeah, don't bother. It has no stars. It doesn't have, like, one star, half a star. It has oh no stars. I don't think it has a moon either, for that matter. Wow. Well, I'm embarrassed to say that I saw it, and it's not a good movie, but it, it's worth seeing just to see how Paris Hilton dies. 
Oh, I'd, I'd pay to see that. And it's a good one. In real life. But seriously, the uh, original House of Wax, that's in 3D. Now, I don't know. You probably can't get that on DVD because you have to have those 3D glasses to watch it. Why, why did they do away with that? Was it just too expensive, the glasses? Uh, it comes back periodically. It's a novelty thing. And, yeah, it's a, it's a big logistic pain in the ass, I guess, for the theaters. to. That was fun, though. I agree. I remember that one movie, I think it was called The Maze, where they had these giant frogs jumping out of the screen. Really? Actually, man, that was scary. Yeah. I saw a Frankenstein movie in 3D. And then they sent them all back to Montreal. <laughs> anyway, The Omen. Now, the original Omen, oh, let's see, that was the one with Gregory Peck. The, what was the other one after The Omen, The Omen 2 with uh, William Right, Hogan? they had like three, I think, in total. Did they? Well, the original Omen was Gregory Peck, and what was, who was else was in it? Oh, I'm going to have to look it up. Look it up. Uh, I, I want to say, um, uh, I don't know. I know who it is. It's on the tip of my tongue, mm-hmm, what her name too. was. Jeez. When you see it, you're going to be embarrassed. I know. The Omen, a remake of the 76 horror classic, is the kind of film that routinely makes it big at the box office, appealing to the coveted demographic of young and predominantly male thrill-seekers like Josh Cordes. Now, did you see the original Omen? No. You never saw the Omen? I don't think so. Jesus. Now, did you get your rear window? Yes, I did. What about the movie? Lee Remick. Lee Remick, by the way. Lee Remick, I yeah. knew it. I told you. We're, we're sad. Did you see Rear Window yet? No, I haven't seen any of the, any of the uh, DVDs. I've been Standing in the Shadows of Motown? Not yet. Very soon. Sometime this You're week. a liar, man. You've got you like promised a pile of movies. I told you, I'm, I'm running behind. I've got to watch some of these. Yeah. yeah, evidently. I saw the stories on Sunday. Get on there about, what, 1 o'clock? That's okay. It's a holiday weekend, man. Shouldn't be sending you all those stories anyway. Who the hell's going to read them? Just out of curiosity, let's see if anybody read the stories that you posted on Sunday. That let's I went not. through all of it. Huh? Let's not. No, well, what do you mean, let's not? It'll make you feel good if somebody did. If this stats page ever comes up again, which I, for the moment it seems to be like uh, in Limbaugh. What's that all about? Don't tell me. Just when Eric fixed it this morning, when we had a little bit of a problem on there, now it's in Limbo again? Ah, jeez, I can't, I can't deal with that. Let me go to Firefox and try that. I think you're right. I think the I think the Omen has got something to do with the uh, Internet Explorer. There's no that's, doubt. It's Microsoft, huh? man. That's it's made by the devil. That's V. Gates. He is the devil. Oh, see, on here it comes up just fine right away. Now, let's see. It would have been the 28th was Sunday, right? 200 and some people saw the Helen Thomas on Rude Questions, Fox News, and Tony Snow. And we had, wow. let's see, huh? And we're going to have several others. They're going to have 100 or more reads on Sunday in the, right in the middle of Memorial Day holiday weekend. I wouldn't feel too shabby about that, mister. What's wrong with that? That's right. And it probably would have had like 400 reads if you'd have put it on there while uh, before everybody was half asleep. They're already in the bag by the time you put it on there. But don't feel bad about it because, you know, only an old bastard like me would have been. Jesus told me to put him up that way. Did he? Yeah. Well, he lied a lot. Jesus Christ. 20th Century Fox has banked the omen on a promotional campaign based on 666. The number of so that's how many listeners we got left, isn't it? We got 694 votes on a poll, so some of you voted more than once. The number associated with Satan based on Revelation, the last book in the Bible. Oh, 666. The Antichrist is here. What are you going to do about it, you fairy? Even the film's worldwide debut is set for June 6, 2006, or 060606 which the studio conveniently has shortened to 666 in the film's logo. In Christian culture, the number 666, now, is that before or after they wrap that thing around their waist and start flagellating themselves? I'm sure glad you saw the that. Opus Day. I wonder if Opus Day is kind of like Susan Day. The number 666 is the symbol of the devil is related by Revelation 13:18. This calls for wisdom. If anyone has insight, let him calculate the number of the beast, for its man's, its man's number, his number is 666. 
The omen is the story of the father who realizes his adopted infant son, Damien, who has a 666 birthmark on his skull, is the reincarnation of Satan. Oh, my God. A maelstrom of death surrounds the boy. A maelstrom. Ooh, that's a lot. Oh, yeah. The prophecy is clear. The signs unmistakable. Armageddon is upon us. I wonder if maybe they ought to check on George Bush's forehead. Although Ooh. I will say this, the kid in the movie was a lot smarter than George Bush. The use of a satanic promotional campaign comes at a sensitive time after this month's release of the Da Vinci Code provoked an outcry from religious groups protesting the film's content. I'm so sick and tired of religious groups protesting this, protest. Go protest your ass. Protest Joe Bell. Protest the water Nazi and get out of our face. God. Normally, a marketer is going to be very wary about using the devil, said Robert Thompson, professor of TV at Syracuse University. But 666 has really emerged in the popular culture as a funny thing you bring up when you're talking about a kid misbehaving in a playground. You say, I'll bet, this <coughs> I'll bet this one's got 666 on his scalp. But Ted Bayer, president of Movie Guide, a conservative Christian publication, warned the marketing could backfire. Anytime you're overemphasized the demonic and the satanic, you're feeding the lesser instinct instincts of people who are susceptible, he said. The marketing could be the biggest drawback of the movie, he also said. I like that. That's the power of Christ compels you. Christ you. The power of Christ you. Yeah, I agree. So there you go. The omen's coming out. Sure as hell would miss that if I were you. Yeah. Go out and get the original one with uh, Lee Remick and um, Gregory Peck. Not to mention Max von Sydow. Wasn't he? Um, no. Father he was? Name? I don't know. I'm looking. He wasn't in that. What was the, the old guy? did he play in there? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of The Exorcist. Sorry. Different devil movie. You're thinking of The Exorcist, like that's a bulletin that Max von Sydow was Father Marin? Come on, mister, you must have had some bad, bad drugs over the holiday weekend. That's all I can tell you. Right you never that. let the big O rock solid noon to four kept your ass off the streets. It wasn't Max von Sydow in The Exorcist. No. And uh, Linda Blair wasn't either, by the way. Now, let's see, the guy that played Father Karras, he's dead. Yes. And there's no way we're going to ever think of what his name was. You better Google it. He's dead. All the acting in that movie was great. That, that was just, and you're telling mm -hmm. me it's a comedy. You're telling me, ah, ha, ha. It is. I, I understand the way you're talking about it, but it was still well made. It was still well done. There's no doubt. One especially, of my the, especially the expanded one where she was going down the stairs backward with her head spinning all around. That was good. And then the one where she was doing the crucifix deal saying, let Jesus <laughs> Joyce you. That was good. 702 votes on the poll. What's your take on Barry Bonds, who had the unmitigated gall? Hit his 715th career home run at home in San Francisco, and that goofball that found the ball. Did you see that? I'm sure you all did. Yes, I did. That goofy guy. Oh, I got the ball. <laughs> it's going to be worth a lot of my millions. Yeah. Isn't that pathetic? By the way, Jason Miller, and I'll never Jason remember Jason Miller, he's dead. Yeah. Never going to remember that. No. Well, just keep it in mind for next time. Do a word association. Think of uh, oh. David Miller, the harness driver. At the oh, yeah. That'll be easy. Or Del Miller, the great harness driver, dead. See, a lot of dead Millers. You know that? I sure hope George Miller isn't one. Remember George Miller from the uh, Dolphins Cove Health Food Store in the Gables? He used to be a guest on my show nope. back in the day when I used to put those boring. He's a good guy, George. I wonder what happened. He got out of the he got out of retail because the demographic in the Gables started changing desperately. No speaking English, i.e., and he went into like police work or something. Ten fifty-seven at five sixty Q, and we got the Geldy Show at two this afternoon. What did I just do there? Oh, look at that! You got me so excited again about the Omen. I Punched it down there on the audition line again. I'm sorry. Don't you hate when that happens? This I know is I Neil Rogers. Don't do it again, you jackass. This is 560 This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Yeah. 
Any questions? Last time, we got the guy's lay. Now we've got one for the girl. That's right. We're going to get you pregnant. Gregor. But in the oven. You'll be the official mother of the morning show when our morning guy knocks you up. Plants his seed. Just be listening and be the third caller when you hear this sound. We'll put on a long record. And send the morning guy over to your place to make the two-back beat. Should the morning guy be unable to perform due to chronic impotence or infertility, the overnight guy, who desperately wants his job, will perform in his place. In that event, this station makes no guarantees about eye color, hair color, IQ, humps, or additional limbs. Have the morning guy's love child from a station creating a new generation of listeners. Keep listening to win. It's 1102 at 560. I had $483,000 in small bills in my freezer. 718 votes. What's your take on Barry Bonds? Without roids, he's just another jock. Just another dumb jock with a really bad al- altitude. 205. He couldn't lick the baby's jock, 135, even if he wanted to. He might. His stats are bogus, 124. See, all those top three are like, uh, he's good, not great, 64. I'll even give you that one. I hate baseball, 58. Well, shame on you. So do I. He's the greatest, 51. Josh Cordes, breathlessly. He was there to see Barry yesterday. Now, were you rooting for the Giants? No. Well, why not? I'm That's not, your boy. I'm not a Giants fan. I'm a Marlins fan. You're a Barry Bonds fan. Yes, I am. Well, how can you root against the Giants if you're a Barry Bonds fan? You just can't make up your mind. You're all over the place. I hate him, 42, and I hate this pool. Only 38. They like this pool. And you want to know why? Because it's got a lot of hate in it. <laughs> like that. That's why we ought to bring back the exorcist. Let's have, that's how we can make some serious money. Let's run out about 100 theaters all over South Florida and reshow the exorcist a million times. Right. <laughs> and just show her puking up that pea soup. Ooh, yeah. Are you eating now or something? It sounds I, to me. Uh, I was. No, just what was that? What was that? That puke? That you were eating, huh? Oh, a sandwich? From Howie's. Yes. How come I don't hear Josh eating? Oh, I finished mine real quick. Wait till you hear this story. This is so typical of Florida. Did anybody ever hear of Waldo, Florida? Waldo? Yeah. No. It must be up uh, north because uh, this is uh, from NBC 12 and ABC 12. I don't understand that. Yeah, well, everything is north of here. Jacksonville. But I'm just saying, Jacksonville. Waldo, Florida. Detectives say it's an act of local terrorism. An adult bookstore is cleaning up after a chemical attack by a homemade device that investigators are calling a weapon of mass destruction. That's where they are, W. Should be looking over here at the adult bookstore. <laughs> right. Ken, here's a picture of the sign, Cafe Risque Adult Supercenter. Oh, that's in, the uh, that's the place where there are the million billboards when you go up the highway, just like one every mile for that. Up the Hershey Highway? Yeah. For Cafe Risque? Mm-hmm. Wow. In Waldo, people have held prayer vigils and protests aimed at an adult bookstore along US 301, trying to keep the Cafe Risque from opening its doors on time. Well, that must be why they're all the billboards, because they're uh, trying to open. Trying. Mm-hmm. Those efforts have all failed, so investigators say it looks like someone has turned to what they're calling a clear act of terrorism to keep the store's owners from opening up shop. Oh, oh, Florida, man. What a place. What have I told you for like 30 years now about Florida? It's the deep south. You know, you can try to pretend, well, we're not different. We're not like Mississippi and Alabama and Louisiana. Right. Yeah, we are. Rednecks, man. Rednecks, crackers, Bible thumpers. The device discovered Sunday morning was made of two-gallon-sized sport drink jugs connected by hoses. It's another hose job. Someone set it on top of the store's window air conditioning unit. Detectives say that person then strung one hose from a water spigot on the outside of the building and pushed another hose into the building through a gap above the air conditioner. They stuck in the old tube. 
that water hose would churn it, mix it up in the gallon jug, and then enter it into the building, said Alachua County Sheriff Sergeant Keith Falk. I guess that's where it must be in Alachua County. Where's that? Up yonder. Is that up by Duval County? Must up, be, I guess. Up the road, please. Investigators say one of the jugs had a harmful substance inside that flowed into the store along with the water. A harmful substance, and I guarantee it probably won't be the last harmful substance in that building. We haven't identified what was actually in the bottle in the system that delivered it into the building. We do know that it was caustic, it was corrosive, and had a high pH level, Falk said. Investigators say the State Department of Environment Protection will test the contraption in its labs today to figure out exactly what was inside. Well, speaking of that, speaking of obnoxious and corrosive, there's Dana Bash. This particular oh, God. Take, I, I, let's get Barry Bonds to see if he can swing the bat at her head. Yeah, basher. And smash it like a pumpkin at Halloween time. Oh, brother. <laughs> the old uh, shrunken. Doesn't she look like she's got a shrunken head? Seriously. It's, uh, the, the bottom half of it is shrunken more than the top half. Wow, strange. Yeah. Homemade but highly effective. The device had the hazmat teams in full gear Sunday morning. By yesterday, cleanup teams had stripped the room bare. Everything that was inside is now outside. The contaminated trash filled two dumpsters. High above the dumpsters, a security camera is strapped to the pool. Investigators say it was rolling Saturday when the device was planted. We do have some very good leads. We have some people that were interested in learning. Probably some good people of God. Some good Christians, no doubt. Nobody was hurt by the chemical. The investigators say cleaning it up cost more than 15 grand. Add that to the hazmat bill of around 15 grand, and you see it's been a costly event. You had 15 and 15. What do you got? About 30, man. All right. WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Hey, Neil, I heard a nasty rumor the other day. I was just wondering if it's true. Are you gay? The scale was small. Only one room was ruined, but detectives say the punishment will be much more substantial. Under state law, by the book, deputies say the device is a weapon of mass destruction. They're looking at hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines and how many years in jail? About 30, man. Falk said. You're trying to hurt people. You're trying to change their ideas or instill fear, and that's exactly what the terrorists do. So this person is a local yokel terrorist is what they'd be saying. WQAM, hello. Hey, how you doing there, Pally? Okay. A couple of things. Waldo's about 45 miles north of Gainesville, Florida, with a train oh station. Oh, Wow. All right. Also, I just drove back from Atlanta, and I've never seen more business trucks with a little fish on the back. Like, like it's like the, the, the club. Oh, my thing. God. Wow. I mean, like, it must be a club. Really must be a club. It Take is. You care, kind of a club? Gay. Gay club. Okay. What did he just say? I have no idea what he said. Okay. <laughs> that's what he said? That's a gay club, you moron. Right. Well, that's what all religions are anyway. They're all in there. Like the Holy Rollers, that's a good example of it. Yeah. They're rolling it, and they're smoking it, and they're rolling on each other. I, I wish I'd have stayed that. in that church if I did. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. That just, although i got to say, the thing with Opus Dei that I saw last <laughs> night, that, that sent me to a new level of uh, disgust and contempt. That's how they know that they're more pious than the rest of us. Oh, is that it? Because they can feel their love. How about some punky pious? Mm, What's your take on Barry Bonds? 727 votes. I'm not going to read the result again. They hate him. Let's see. He's the greatest. 51 Fifty-one. He's the greatest. And that includes Joshua. How many times you vote? Oh, 52 now. How many times you vote? About 20? No, just once, buddy. About 30, man. That's what I'm thinking. Most of those are your vote. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, the other day you said, uh, mentioned Canada. And I was wondering, uh, since you went to Canada, Canada? Uh, doesn't that make you a coward? You're running away from your problem. Yeah, right, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm eligible to be drafted. I didn't know there was a drafted yeah. I'm 63 years old, right? Too bad. Talked over him. QAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil. Terry uh, Bonds has never failed a drug test. Do you know that? Do you know so, that? So what does that prove? 
Okay, he, he's never failed the drug test. Uh, that third route was a drunken, racist bastard. The only yeah. played against white Yeah, people. okay, okay. I hope you and Barry have a great life together, okay? You're going to be the top or the bottom. Five six seven oh five sixty. Pie never failed a drug test, uh-huh. And that Me either. Book. Huh? Me either. Yeah, there you go. That must prove it. George don't do any drugs. He never failed a drug test. Right. Taking two of them now. A drug test. Neither did what's-his-name in the Clockwork Orange. Alex. Never failed a drug <laughs> What? Never failed a drug test. Uh, it's funny because we were watching Immortal Beloved over the weekend. Well, I'll be Good movie, by the way. WQAM, hello. Hey. Yes, sir. Uh, I think it's time to back off Barry Bonds. You know, yeah. maybe reassess your take on that. Yeah, uh-huh. reassess your take on ever calling us again. That's oh. my suggestion. Okay. I think he's got his hand on his pants. It sounded like it, it sounded me. like all breathy. He was thinking of that baby root. Reassess you. Maybe he was tapping it. <laughs> w- <laughs> the phone line, that is. QAM, hello. Hi, thanks for that uh, recommendation on that ministry. The music, uh, that anti-Bush stuff's quite impressive. Oh, okay, you got it? I, I forgot to uh, get it. I forgot to pick it up. I forgot to. It was a caller that uh, I could take the credit for. It was a caller promoted. Thanks. Okay, you're welcome. Okay, let's go out and get ministry, okay? Let's minister uh, to, uh, let's put that, that thing around our waist with all them sharp hooks in it, them fish hooks, them treble hooks in there. And tie it up real tight. And then we'll get the kisses and the tefillin. Then we'll lay some tefillin, too. Ooh. And then we'll do like those Eastern Asian religions. Can you imagine? With, like with if the you're a Jew for whip, Jesus. We'll start whipping and flagellating, man. Think about it. You get the uh See, that, the that, and that goes to show you that all these religions, it's the uh-huh. same thing. It's like an S&M game. Is Absolutely. What it is. How much pain can you endure to you know, emulate uh-huh. like Jesus' suffering or to show God how worthy you are of uh, right. whatever it is? You know? Well, you know, God wants you to suffer because he's a God of love, after all. Yeah, he's uh, right. He's a loving God, and that's why he gets pissed off all the time. He's also a perfect God, but he gets pissed off, and his wrath waxes hot, and he's got the locusts, and he's got the floods, and if that don't work, he's got the, some other kind of crap up his sleeve. Boils, man. Like, where do you get... I, I wonder if it's an icy sleeve up God's icy sleeve. I'm sure it's icy hot. Where you're going, and me, and all of us, and guarantee Josh Cordes, oh, brother, Garrett, he'll be sitting there at the table waiting for us. That's the other way around. we got reservations. That's right. You never know, though. Save me a good somebody, seat. Somebody could walk outside and get hit by a Mack truck any second now. <laughs> Twelve minutes past 11. Maybe like uh, one of our management people get hit by a Mack truck. Although, you know the old saying that fits in for that, where there's no sense, there's no feeling. Uh, seriously, I'm, I, I'm not joking about this. The conversation that I had with your fearless leader on Friday, I, I could have been, uh, I'm looking at like the speaker, this JBL speaker that's in here. There's two mm-hmm. big ones. I, I could sit here and talk to the speaker and have a more coherent, kind, meaningful conversation than what I had on the phone. I wasted all that time out of my life. I could have been having a really, a really heavy-duty bowel movement, something really productive. And instead, bop, 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 hey, parry, bop, 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 be, hey, ho, how, ho, ho, ho. Just, just a, a cheerleader. I'm always very nervous about guys who are cheerleaders. You know, like uh, what was, uh, Lott, Trent Lott. George Bush. And George W. There, there's a good example for you. Mm-hmm. Like that. Like the religionists. Just remember that, all you kids out there that are out of school now, the religious people are the crazy people. Stay away from them, and sure as hell, stay away from those priestesses. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Stay away from any guy that wears a dress. That's a good How do you plan. like that Pope was at Auschwitz over the weekend? I thought, boy, he sure fit in good there. Didn't he look good there? Oh, yeah, perfect. Looked like he felt right at home. Would have looked better in one of those ovens. Oh, man. He said he loved it there. He said it was a gas. Yeah. He could 748 rhymes with ass, Rectum. which is what they specialize in. Boy, them Swiss guard, man. They sure are pretty. Yeah, they showed hey, them on what's that thing. Well, Sorry. Can I do this spot now no. or what? Oh, that's right. we got to talk about your scene. How much that's did you right. talk about that yesterday? Briefly. Everything was brief yesterday. Well, we'll get it. Well, I'm sure Josh didn't watch it. Not again. 
Oh, that's right. You saw it the first uh, time. Yeah, I already like saw I said, it. Josh is the one that saw it and loved it. You're the one that uh, we finally got around. I'm slow, but I finally did. did just what I said with coffee, curled up in bed. And the Illuminati and all these that's other right. goyim. A lot of goyim in that thing. 14 past 11 at 560 WQM. If you think you might have termites in your home, guess what? Right now, as we're speaking, it's the beginning of termite season. This is when they start chewing your house to bits. So call Riddit Pest Control today for a free termite inspection and do it now while you still got a house in one piece. Reddit Pest Control uses an amazing orange oil treatment that kills termites and their termite eggs 100% on contact. They're gone faster than you can say Joe Bell's a, a lunatic. If you have termites, it's the best possible way to get rid of them. You don't have to tent your home and make your uh, whole neighborhood into a big circus. You don't have to worry about poisonous gas, no moving out or staying in hotels or motels, no worry about food or pets in your health. Because at Reddit Pest Control, they treat your home with this amazing orange oil and you don't have to leave it all. In fact, when they're done treating your property, the only thing left behind is a clean set of oranges for just a few days. You'll be on the ceiling sniffing all over the place. That's how good it's going to smell. It's true. If you have a termite problem, call Reddit Pest Control right now and find out about this amazing orange oil treatment that kills termites and their eggs 100% on contact. No tinning, no kidding. Call right now for free inspection. There's no obligation. And now is the smart time to call 1-800-447-4348. That's 1-800-447-4348. Be sure and tell them that Todd Dreck told you to call Riddit Pest Control. 1-800-447-4348. This is Neil Rogers. Rock solid. This is 560 QAM. West, and if you can't tell the difference between me and Ron Jeremy, you should try girls. Who sounds like a moron? Every time he speaks, it's the way God wants it to be. Wants to take a city and cover it in sweet. Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can? Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can because he wants to make New Orleans taste good. And I don't care what people are saying. He sounds like Jesse Jackson. We as black people. His comments are bizarre. Surely God is mad. There's the locals to a Willy Wonka park. Chocolate. Can. Can. Yes, Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can, cause he wants to make New Orleans taste good. It's time for us to come together. It's time for us to rebuild a New Orleans, the one that should be uptown or wherever they are. This city will be chocolate, a chocolate New Orleans. He never takes the blame for anything he says. Chocolate at the end of the day. Put that chocolate in some coffee and you'll pop one Valdez. Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can. You know I can. Ray Nagin can because he wants to make New Orleans taste good. You can't have New Orleans no other way. It wouldn't be New Orleans. 20 past 11, that's why he got reelected last weekend, is because he's a real moron, you know? And that's they like that. And what have I always told you about New Orleans? Mm-hmm. Slimy place, man. It is dumber than sawdust, dumber than a box of turds. That's how uh, dumb. And that, the average IQ is like got a minus in front of it in New Orleans. That's why Ray Nagin got in again, because he's a, a noggin head. Idiot. 763 votes. Our goal is 12,000 today before uh, 2 o'clock, before Geldy comes out and makes those piercing sounds. So you watch Illuminating Angels and Demons on A&E Saturday morning, and... And it's great. I told you uh, before the show, I knew a lot about uh, the Catholic Church's dark history from uh, from before, but I didn't know about all that Illuminati and the Templars and stuff like that. the nice Templar? Yeah. 
What a what a bunch! What a fun how bunch about of Wayne guys. Temple? He used to ride the, the Masons Harness Raceway. You know, how do you get They're into that? Masons? I figure you know if they're going to be taking over the world and all that stuff, it's probably a good idea to get in with them. Yeah. So how well, do you, you got to do the secret handshake? Apply? Man, you got to yeah. do that. Rub the I'll do the whole the thing, man. Digit. As long as there's not too much faggery, you know. Oh, there's a lot. You know about those secret societies? It just seems to be one cover up after another. I got to get that book by Jim Mars, Ruled by Secrecy. Is it about faggery? No, no, it's about the uh, angels and demons. Oh, all right. Ruled by secrecy. Don't you remember Jim Mars was That's on there? Right. I don't think you watched it even. I did so. He was the guy with the hat that was on there. He was... Oh, that guy. What are you laughing Not about? Not to be confused with the guy with the long hair. No, you know the one I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I do. Yes, I did. Come on. He had a lot of uh, things to say. Anyway, he writes all these conspiracy books, so I don't know whether he's just a crazy person, but he's not as crazy as them religious people. <laughs> Like that. And let me tell you, all you kids are out of school now. If any religionists like the uh, Watchtower people come knocking on your door right, while you're home from school trying to peddle you some religious crap, just go out of the drawer where Daddy keeps his gun and just blow their crap away, okay? Now, don't do it to the Mormons, though, because I like Donny Osmond. Plus, a lot of them look pretty good. Yeah, but now Marie Osmond's on this campaign to clean yeah, up. Yeah, like I said, unbelievable. Let them have it, too. Because now we got that new law in Florida year ago, October. That if somebody represents a threat to you, you just uh, pull out a piece and blow their crap away. That's the way to do it. And not only will you get off easy, you get off scot-free, but also you get like a purple metal and a gold jelly bean. That's right. That's what I'm hearing. Oh, speaking of bozos, there's uh, your buddy. The United States stands ready to help. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Dumber, dumber, like I said, than a box of uh, horse turds. Look at this. Downloads of net porn hit record high. We better take some of these calls, though, because it's the day after the holiday. Uh, I better start downloading some porn. You take any calls yesterday? I took a few. There were, yeah. damn, there were damn few to take, and uh, and what? You know, like three. <laughs> WQAM, hello. Yes, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I had a great weekend. It was uh, Jewish Heritage uh, Weekend at the uh, uh, Dolphin Stadium. Oi! Well, what does that mean, Jewish Heritage? Well, what? Well, that that mean? The Isra it was an Israeli American. Well, they have a bunch uh, of old Jews from Sunrise Lakes there. Well, what does that mean? I wish they were. They and what is it? What does Israeli have to do with Jewish? Israeli's got nothing to do with Jewish. Well, it was called Jewish Heritage Weekend. The QAM band was out there with yeah. nobody in it. Uh huh. Well, because okay. only the Goyim work on the weekend. Well, I was trying to break into the van to get some, uh, you know, paraphernalia, but uh, nobody was around. No, we don't have anything in there. We auctioned it all off on eBay. But anyway, happy Shemchah story to you. 5670560, Jewish Heritage Weekend, my ass. Maybe that's why Barry Bond showed up yesterday. Isn't he Jewish? WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I didn't get a chance. I think last week you were talking about old Kenny Lay and Jeff Skilling. What do you want to bet that he's going to get pardoned by uh, George No w. chance. No chance. Bush don't even remember who the hell that is anymore. Oh, man. They gave Clinton all that hell for... Pardoning that guy, I think Mark Rich or his name. And, right, and rightfully so, by the way, rightfully so. Okay, granted, but uh, there's that famous He's picture. not going to pardon Kenny Lay or Jeff Skilling, okay? Trust me. If, if they did that, then the Republican, the con congressional Republicans would lynch his ass, okay? Get out of here. See, this is what, I, uh, what are we dealing with here, man? America? <laughs> what, are, what are we dealing with here? And we're talking about illuminating angels and demons. You notice that I never got one call oh, or one yeah. fax from anybody who said, oh, gee, thanks for turning us out of that show. That was really interesting, and we mm -hmm. watched it. Uh, not one. This audience don't watch A&E. They're busy with that Ameri American, they watch A&I, American Idol crap. Uh, with that yeah. silver-haired That screamer on there. That silver, flame, that silver flaming uh, screamer. My God. And from what you told me, couldn't sing his way out of a, out of a paper cup. He, he sings like he dances. Terrible. Oh, no. He sings and he dances? Oh, yeah. Wow. 
That's great. What's his name again? I don't know. Taylor a... Hicks. You better get Hey, Taylor. You fairy. We got a bit about him, yeah. I bet you he's in the same closet with Tom Cruise and John Revolta and still won't come out. <laughs> I'm going to watch that again this week. I, yeah, I tell you, I'm so glad you sent me that. That's a keeper. Oh, it's the Oprah one. <laughs> the Oprah one you build up too much. You know, well, watch it, it, watch it, it again less built up this time. Pretend no, I built it up I only half I would as never much. watch that one again. You know, so okay. she's got a, she's got a speaking already. rectum, a couple of body parts. Well, good for her, okay? You'd be surprised what can tell. Didn't I always tell you she talked out her ass anyway? Yes, you did. I always told you Maybe that. that's where they got it from. Crazy-ass bitch. Oh, Oprah said, even my mother used to. Oh. But I heard on oh. Oprah. Oh, boy, yeah. Isn't that sad? That's what happens when you got too much time on your hands and don't get out of the house too much. Like you said, shut-in housewives. Shut-in fat, fat housewives. shut-ins, yeah. Right, fat shut-ins. There must be about how many million? About 30 million. 30 million fat shut-ins in America, and they're all watching Oprah. <laughs> oh, and I see that all the rappers now are coming on on her ass. You see that? Who was the last one that's uh, ripping her an ass? No, I don't know. 50 Cent. Good. They're all, they're all over her like stink on Joe, man. Better watch out for 50. She don't uh, do that, and she won't invite him on a show. And Right, you know. right, right. 20, I always liked her. 27 past 11 at QM. <laughs> Sometimes it's the things you can't see that hurt you that are dangerous for you. Notice, by the way, I got rid of my crud. I noticed that. I had a good cleansing experience at Woodbine yesterday. I got rid of most of the money I won Saturday, too, but that's okay. Bad machines, man. Dead machines. In South Florida for 28 years, Dry Concepts is the best at dry cleaning carpets. When you dry clean your carpets, you really can clean today and entertain tonight. That's how fast they dry when Dry Concepts do it for you in just a couple of hours. Your carpets stay cleaner longer, too, with no sticky residue left behind. And with over 50,000 satisfied customers, including yours truly, I guarantee you got a lot of company out there who love dry concepts like crazy. Let me remind you that dry concepts are also the experts in water damage restoration. Keep that in mind all during this hurricane season, which starts this week. Certified technicians get you out of the mold zone in just a matter of minutes, not days. And dry concepts can get your home or business dry within 24 to 72 hours. It's guaranteed. And to top it all off, dry concepts has a state-of-the-art Oriental rug cleaning plant, the only one in town on site that's dedicated to keeping your expensive area rugs looking just like you bought them brand new. So do yourself a humongous favor. Take good care of those carpets and keep your house sanitary, too. Call dry concepts today, toll-free. In Dade, Broward, of the Palm Beaches, one 800 248 5071. I don't know if they're in Waldo, but we'll find out. That's 1-800-248-5071 or on the Wicked Web, dryconcepts.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. Hi, this is G. Gordon Liddy, and they don't come any worse than Neil Rogers. I thought Christianity was fairy tale. This religion thing was not for me. They held a big convention. Timothy and for free. I had no idea what I was about to see. Oh, they were speaking in tongues. That made me a believer. It was kind of fun. To stick it out of my mouth. Speak in tongues. They got me believing. My tongue is weaving from side to side. <laughs> The Lord will now embrace me. I clap my tongue to the beat. 
South Carolina to be the Christian right. state. How about like Massachusetts for all the uh, atheists and agnostics? Why Massachusetts? Because I'm just thinking of a place where there's like already a lot of liberal people, although they got right. that heavy Catholic foothold in Boston. We'll just have to send all them Catholics back to England. I'm thinking a little bigger, what, something a little bit queen more real estate. Like where? Like uh, like Washington State or Oregon, since we were just talking oh, about geez, that. Oh, geez, it rains all the time there, although the weather in Massachusetts ain't too good That makes way. it lush and uh, dust-free. It makes it for lush? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I believe that. You in that Northwest, man. I don't want to. I any love part the there. Northwest. How about Wisconsin? Never been there. Too, too I've been cool. through it. What about, against uh, I'm trying to think of a place where we don't already have like so many Bible thumpers. Right, like the Northwest. And of course, uh, so it has to be outside of the U.S. <laughs> How about Hawaii? Like, okay. Oh yeah. No more religion in Hawaii. That's what I say. Religion could be like surfing, surfing and great right. food and getting laid. I think that's really what's all about already. Right. Speaking of getting laid. Downloads of net porn had record high. Record numbers of people are downloading pornography from the Internet. A survey revealed yesterday, as if that's some big surprise. Well, don't tell Marie Osmond. She is pissed off and fired up, man. She wants to, like, uh, attack the Internet. Just because her daughters are a couple of preverts. And campaigners fear that as computer porn becomes more widespread, it'll give more men unrealistic expectations of their love lives and threaten couples' relationships. I, I don't understand what one has to do with the other, but nevertheless... It's it's part of the whole making a case against porn that the churches have always. Uh, oh, there's uh, a lot more of that. Part in there. of their mantra that they. Change. There are also concerns that the growing number of people hooked on adult sites will fuel demand for illegal material such as child abuse. That's another myth that they like to promote. More than nine million men, almost forty percent of the adult male population, logged on to sex websites last year. More than four times as many as the estimated two million in two thousand. What most of those men were trying to say is. I have no life. The number of women downloading Internet porn soared 30%. About 30%. Man. To 1.4 million. You go, girls. For, and including, and that's not even counting uh, Marie Osmond's daughters. Got some catching up to do. 
Forty percent of couples having problems with their relationships say Internet porn is at least partly to blame. <laughs> right. I know George says that. Yeah, yeah. Now, actually, George said his wife is all to blame. Relationship experts said women have to compete with perfect models online, which could lead to an explosion of young people unable to hold down normal relationships. Trust me, yeah, how come perfect. they don't look like her? How come they don't look like him? Uh -huh. How come they don't look like it? Christine Lacey, a senior counselor with the Relationship Advice Service Relate, said on the Internet there are no bounds. You can look at the most perfect bodies doing the most unusual sex practices and having sex whenever you want to watch. And, of course, everybody is thinking, All right. Why do you need to go online for that? You don't. Aren't, like, aren't there 80s in uh, T-cable channels and uh, sure. movies and DVDs? Some and of the magazines and the triple yeah, like shops where you can go in like and look at videos like right there. Like uh, that's right. strictly the purview of the Internet? Strip clubs. Yeah, there you go. And then there's a place up there in uh, Waldo. The massage parlors. Ralph Waldo right. Emerson. Exactly. What normal woman can compete with that? If people are watching this sort of thing all the time without contact with other people, it can normalize it. <laughs> Clinical psychologist and author Oliver something said, well, I can't read that last name. It's got uh, blocked out. If a man looks at a lot of porno in which women are essentially slaves, it interferes with their ability to stay in a real relationship. Uh -huh. Well, not if they got some good whips and chains like Josh has got. That's right. And cable. What are you laughing about? You told me that you tie her up, uh, do that SNM thing, and put her in chains and tie her up on a wall. That's red rubber daily. ball. And put that red rubber ball that Joyce was kind enough to send by in her mouth. Careful, though, because you never know where Joyce had it. The finding, be sure and wash it off. The findings were made in what is thought to be the first definitive study of Internet pornography for the Independent of Britain on Sunday by analyst Nielsen Net Ratings. The research found that men and women who visited such sites spent 40 minutes on average each month, each month, looking at images. Well, 40 minutes each month. That's like about, what, 11 minutes a day? That's nothing. What? I said, that's nothing. One in four men aged 25 to 49, around two and a half million, had viewed online hardcore images in the past month alone. One in four. I think it's more like five in four. That's 1.3 minutes a day. Oh. And the explosive Internet pornography, no, it's 11 minutes oh, a day. Oh, right, right, whatever you say. And the explosive Internet porn has also resulted in more than half of all, no, you're right, you're right, 1.3 is correct. Resulted more than half of all children viewing adult images while looking for something else. Liberal Democrat health spokesman Sandra Gidley, this is in Britain, said she was alarmed by the material available and especially how easy it is for children to be exposed to. Oh, yeah, here we go with the children. I think what's much, much more dangerous for the Brits is to be exposed to that royal family man. They're all a bunch of preverts, including that, including that Prince Charlie there who was buggering one of his uh, butlers there, and all of a sudden they covered that story up real nice. They paid some people off and shut them up real fast on that, just like that whole Diana business. Man. Mm-hmm. After we're finished with that illuminating angels and demons and seeing about the Romans and the corruption in the Catholic Church, let's do the next expose. Let's make a movie out of the, uh, the Royals by Kitty Kelly. Right. And see just what kind of... Oh, there's Barbara breaking down again in the Preakness as if we need to see oh, that again. Geez. What? Why do we need to see this again? What? Who did Mo? Because it's sick. To make us sick to our stomach, okay? Including this guy there on CNN. I can't deal with him. What's his name? Tony something. This uh, like mocha guy. What a jackass he is. He doesn't even read the news. He just editorializes. <laughs> Everything's like a big comedian. Thinks he's doing sit-down comedy. They got the most unctuous people on that network, including that fat-faced hero of yours, Lou Dobbs. Man, I hope he elopes with an illegal alien. Wouldn't that they something? drag his fat ass across the Mexican border and make uh, tacos out of him. 802 votes on the poll. Oh, let's see. Is this an update? I'm very friendly. Um, and very cooperative. He does pretty much anything you He's doing fine, Barbara. Just calm down. He's doing okay. 802 votes. What's your take on Barry Bonds? Hey, Barry, take a big fat one. That's our take on you, Barry. And uh, light it up. Oh, that's Ricky Williams. I got him confused. See, Barry ain't into that smoking that wicked weed like you guys. He's more into that uh, schmearing. Rectum. That cream. Uh, he likes schmears it. 
needles. Uh, it says here, without roids, Barry's just another jock, 227. He couldn't lick ba the babe's jock, 153. A lot of jocks in here. His stats are bogus, 139. There's no doubt about that. Totally bogus. Drug-induced piece of turd. We hate you, Barry. I hope you're listening right now. I'm sure you're not. Maybe you're listening to Stan Major. Is he still alive, by the way? How's my two grand? Ought to be about 10 million by now, Stan. Cough it up. <coughs> Wasn't that what he was always <coughs> doing? Coughing <coughs> a big one up? <coughs> I hate baseball, 70. He's good, not great, that Barry, 68. Barry, of course, rhymes with... You fairy! He's the greatest, 56, as in Q, 56. I hate him, 45, and I hate this poll, only 44 out of 802. That's, they like the poll today on Barry Bonds because it's timely. It's right on target. He's in town. Don't forget we got that big Marlin game tonight. Any interest? No. There'll be a few people there. And, by the way, didn't Norma Kent say a couple of weeks ago he wasn't going to any more Marlin games because they're non-compass weenus or something like that? Didn't he say that? They can't compete and he's not going anymore. Didn't he say that? I think that's what I heard you say. I reported that right here on this very important radio show. And, again, full of crap, man. Calls me from the ball game last night. Crap. All I did was copy him an insipid, idiotic email that I received from Joe Bell about the water Nazi, which I thought I would share with my erstwhile agent attorney and faggot. And he has to call me from the ballpark so I can hear all the sound. And I don't care. Hot dogs, uh, peanuts. I could hear the vendor. There was no crowd. He said, that's why I can hear everybody because there's nobody here. Josh was there, though. Where, where did, now, were you in the press box? No, I wasn't. You were not? No, I wasn't. Probably they don't even let you in there anymore after the terrible things you said about Dave Van Boring and Roxy uh, Foxy. After you talked about Dave Van Boring's bad hairpiece. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. All the crap you can unwrap. All the slime all the time. Hey, Pharrell. What? By the way, son, I've been giving it some thoughts. See? Uh, oh, what do you think it is? I knows that me and you can do much better go in six to ten and not in five. A Gentile in the cranky Jew. I think we might be happy to get there. I think you really got out of your mind. You gotta have your wee-wee bag strapped on too tight. No chance I'll do a show with you. <laughs> I'd rather die. We'd be crappy together. Why, I'll have you know that I'm a big fucking Jew from Brooklyn Heights. Oh. I've been raised by everybody but you. You're not my type. Me and Mo, that would blow. No way that if we had a fight, that you'd survive. Who'd wanna hear a genitile in pushy tight? That's crappy together. Joy, 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 You and me, for me, is much better six than ten, not five. It's only right that I should get more sleep at night. I think we might be happy together. <laughs> happy together. <laughs> no. <laughs>
no Charlie. I better listen to that again. It sounded to me like a little, a little bit too tight, didn't it? No, what do you mean? Listen. Yeah, I'll have to do that over again. All right. Okay, mark that down. Something to do. Instead of going out and buying that book. Thank you, Liz, for faxing this in. She says, I have read the book Ruled by, uh, Ruled by Secrecy by Jim Mars, and while most of the book is very interesting and probably accurate, it loses some credibility the last couple of chapters. The author starts to write about the hidden history and origin of mankind, melding in his theories about reptilian flesh-eating aliens and how they created human beings as a slave race. I can send George the book if you like. You want the book? Yeah. No, yeah, go ahead and send it to George and uh, keep it. I don't want it. I'm not going to read it. Thanks for saving me the money, Liz. I could give it to some poor homeless people on the streets. Spare some change, mister. Have a nice day, eh? I could give it to some of them instead. Or just take it out to Woodbine and lose it in about ten seconds and come home again. Wow. Yeah, he's a little, you know, he's interesting, but again, people that think everything in the world is a conspiracy, and then st this stuff about reptilian uh, flesh-eating, uh, it's, it's even worse than the Scientologist, I would say. Wouldn't you say? I would. If there's any such thing as worse than them. Oh, and by the way, got to correct something. The guy that called in last, was it last week or the week before, about that story about the dress code in Iran? Right. Gary Loop in Counterpunch writes, Now the, I told you the National Post is a crappy newspaper, didn't I? Right-wing piece of garbage. That's right. Now that Canada's National Post has apologized for the disinformational article about Iran it published on its front page last Friday, one should inquire as to how this happened in the first place. The Post had reported that on May 15, the Iranian parliament had passed a law establishing separate dress codes for religious minorities, Christians, Jews, and Zoroastrians who will have to adopt distinct color schemes to make them identifiable in public. The new codes would enable Muslims to easily recognize non-Muslims so that they can avoid shaking hands with them by mistake, thus becoming unclean. This was absurd. The one Jewish member of the 190-member Iranian Maji, Majlis, Morris Motamed, among others, refuted noting the Iranians would never put up with such a law. He added, our enemies seek to create tension among the religious minorities with such news and to exploit the situation to their benefit. The legislature must surely count Iranian-American journalist Amir Tahiri, author of the nonsense, among these enemies. But what led Tahiri to produce a sensationalistic piece, drawing immediate damning comment from Canadian Prime Minister Stephen Harper, U.S. State Department spokesman Sean McCormick, and Rabbi Marvin Heyer, dean of the Simon Wiesenthal Center in Los Angeles. Tahiri is, after all, a man of apparently impeccable journalistic credentials. Watch it. You'll get joist. He's been the Middle East editor for London Sunday Times, written for the Daily Telegraph, uh, Der Spiegel, Die Welt, uh, and all these others. Oiga Welt. He regularly comments on El Mundo on CNN. Quite a range of editors consider him competent, so I think it's unlikely his piece resulted from mere journalistic sloppiness. Tahiri was also, between 72 and 79, executive editor-in-chief of Kahan, Iran's main daily newspaper under the Shah's regime. Remember the Shah with his avocado used to torture people by yanking out their fingernails? He contributes to the Neocon National Review, and his speaking engagements are handled by the warmongering Neocon Benador Associates PR firm. He and these colleagues have repeatedly urged a U.S. attack to produce regime change in Iran. The neocons, of course, have shown themselves more than willing to empty, to employ deceit in building the case for military action. It's part of their Straussian modus operandi. However, much of their intelligence about Iraq, disseminated through Douglas Fight's Office of Special Plans and media sycophants like Judith Miller, has been discredited. They're plotting on with their strategy of vilifying yet another regime to build popular support for its overthrow. And it goes on. It's on our website, by the way. The Jewish representative in the Iranian parliament who's been outspoken before is surely on target when he suggests that some seek to exploit the situation to their benefit. 
They do so by exploiting ignorance, prejudice, fear, and gullibility. They churn out so much disinformation, one has the sinking sense that however one tries to expose it, their plans in the short term will prevail. But those paying attention have to try and keep raising the slogan, Stop the attack on Iran, as fast as I can. 824 votes. We don't even have to think about that thousand, do we? No. Not even something we've got to worry about. Well, good. That's great. We've got so many other things to worry about. Although, have no fear, because it's the water Nazis' last day today, and that should, that should take care of all our programming problems, all of our sales issues. So you're telling me that this guy came from North Carolina with a banjo on his knee and brought Chris Jones along with him? Right. Which is why our copy is staler than last year's Wonder Bread, which is why we had two of those uh, feedback sheets, man, and we, we haven't been feeding back since. I'll give you some feedback. How's that? Huh? There's some Ooh, feedback. Nice. Yeah, well, there you go. You want feedback? You got it. That's the only feedback we're going to get. These guys talk again. I don't think they've ever really even been in a real radio station. You think? I don't know. I doubt it. Joyce hasn't. You know something? Let me tell you again. If, if, if you sent Joyce 400 radios, she wouldn't even know where to start sticking them, okay? Wreck them. Much less where to turn them on. I'll draw her a map. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I hear she's got a big crack problem. That's what I heard. This end up. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Hey, how you doing? Okay. Hey, Neil, it's Joe. No, what is, what is that in... noise? Oh, yeah, we know who it is. WQAM, hello. Sir Neil. Sounded like he had his instrument vibrating there. Yes? Uh, there's a show on HBO called Baghdad ER. And it's really good, man. It shows how our kids are being blown to pieces. Being butchered. The word you're looking for is butchered, right? Yeah, sir. Yeah. But it's really good, man. It's really good. And yeah, it's if you got a strong by... stomach. Okay, thanks. Right after you watch Faces of Death Parts 1 through 100, you can watch that. Yeah, Americans, uh, all, all these innocent people being butchered, and then, of course, Afghanistan, they're pissed off at us because, while well, those Humvees had a little bit of a uh, mistake there, a little uh, accident, mm. plowed into a crowd, killing innocent people, and the, uh, the Afghans are overturned. They're, like, going nuts because they've had enough already. In the meantime, guess who's not really, really running the country? Not that stooge from Unical, Hamid Karzai, but uh, the warlords are back at it again, going eye poppy. That's their number one uh, export. That's right. the big uh, thing that keeps the country going again. In Afghanistan. Well, you think they'll be able to get some cheap And, then, of right? course, the Taliban, who we heard, were like long gone. Oh, we took care of them. We got even with that. Yeah, right. Now they're back in the mix, as they say. In the mix. Don't you love that expression? In oh, the yeah. mix? Like you're making a cake or something. What like do the Irish that? have to do with it? They're mixing it, and then they're drinking it. <laughs> remember Tom Mix? Of course not. The cowboy? Cowboy Tom Mix. Now, don't give me you remember Tom Mix. Just, you be telling me you remember... Uh, just from those old movie tone. Bret really, Hart. You know? What the hell was the guy's name? Uh, not Bret Hart. I remember Eddie Arnold. Eddie Arnold was uh, Gene Autry. He's dead. Roy Rogers. He's dead. Dale Evans. She's dead. I bet you even Trigger is dead. God. And what about the Lone Stranger? Is he dead? I'm sure he is. And what about Tonto? He's probably at the Seminoles. I don't know. Playing them phony. There's Erzot slot machines. Those bad machines, man. Probably playing bingo over there. Right? You know something? How many people have tried to explain that to me, how those things work? About 30. And I still don't get it. It's probably just as well. Oh, I, I wouldn't go there. There, there. There's no chance of me going there. But now that I'm here and it's going to be after Labor Day when Gulfstream gets going and Dania highlights like, uh, but it and Pompano says early next year for the slots. Early next year, 2007. Who the hell can wait that long when you're waiting for a good machine, man? That's bad. This is the worst story in history. If you take the number of Americans who came home in body bags in Vietnam and then add uh, 2,500, you've got almost 60,000 dead bodies. 
Mm-hmm. Two wars, two, and of course, this isn't a war. It's an occupation. What's going on right now? They keep referring to right. it as war. War. We're not at war with Iraq. They didn't attack us. Uh, they're not. Uh, we're not fighting the Iraqi army. Uh, we invaded the country. We're occupying it, and people are pissed off, and we're butchering all kinds of innocent people. We'll get to that. You see this story about Henry Kissinger? No. Former. You didn't see this. Former U.S. Secretary of State Henry Kissinger quietly acknowledged to China in 1972 that Washington could accept a communist takeover of South Vietnam if that evolved after withdrawal of U.S. troops, even as the war to drive back the communists dragged on with mounting deaths. No, I did not see that story. The late U.S. President Richard Nixon's envoy told Chinese Premier Zhou Enlai, if we can live with a, com- if we can live with a communist uh, government in China, we ought to be able to accept one in Indochina. Kissinger's blunt remarks surfaced in a collection of papers from his years of diplomacy, and we use that term loosely, released Friday by George Washington University's National Security Archive. The collection was gathered from documents available at the U.S. government's National Archives and obtained through the research group's declassification request. Kissinger's comments appear to lend credence to the decent interval theory posed by some historians who said the U.S. was prepared to see communists take over Saigon as long as that happened long enough after a U.S. troop departure to save face. To save face. After 57,000 kids came home in body bags in a war that nobody still has any idea why it was really fought. And now we've got 2,500 dead Americans over there, plus thousands and thousands and thousands of people with, like, missing limbs and eyes and uh, all of these things. Not to mention the tens and tens of thousands, probably over 100,000 dead Iraqis, which we still can't understand. Where is the candy and where are the flowers? This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. This is Dick Cheney. I like to relax by having Mary Magdalene massage my balls while listening to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. Kennedy's driving down the street and his car's waving to and fro. 3 a.m. going back to work. Gotta go cast a vote. Hey, Teddy, are you ready for this? Patrick says he didn't have any booze. Wasn't it 37 years ago you went swimming in your shoes? Another Kennedy avoids a bus stop. Which side can you trust? Threw an Ambien down, then he hit the town. Kennedy avoids a bus stop. Cops are gonna drive you home. Another Kennedy avoids a bus stop. I am a sober. I saw the uh, Ethel Kennedy on bio the other day. Biography channel. Ethel Kennedy? Ethel Kennedy. Not Ethel M., who makes the chocolates in Vegas. You know? Not Ethel Mertz? Not Ethel Merman. Ethel Kennedy. Bobby Kennedy's widow. Don't you remember Ethel Kennedy? What kind of planet no. are you living on, man? So who's you don't know Ethel from Kennedy? Ethel Kennedy? No. Get out of here. You're so full of crap. All right. I bet you even Josh knows who Ethel Kennedy is. Who? Anyway... It strikes me after having seen this long, arduous thing. I mean, it's uh, generally speaking, the Kennedys are a bunch of drunks and drug addicts. Not all of them, of course, but most. Would you agree with that? Okay. Maybe it's because, uh, you know, Daddy was a bootlegger and, of course, uh, Grandpa, although they say, oh, that isn't true. Okay. And not only that, but also a Nazi sympathizer. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't love Ted Kennedy or JFK. He was, uh, he was no George W., but then again, who is, you know? Although you can't say that in South Florida because then you get that uh, that crowd, that hysterical, Oh, they have pigs, uh, Cuba, Cuba, Kennedy. Yeah. You got your pig right over here. It's roasting. In fact, the pig is on the spit from yesterday's big barbecue, and it's still got that big red rubber ball in the mouth, the one that Joyce used to use. 
The road crash that triggered deadly anti-American rioting in Kabul occurred because a military truck lost its brakes coming down a hill and plowed into a line of cars, the U.S. military said today. This is today's excuse. Couldn't afford a brake job. Chanting death to America, rioters on Monday stoned the U.S. convoy involved in the accident, then headed to the center of Kabul, ransacking offices of international aid groups and searching for foreigners. Smoke billowed from burning buildings. Death to America, we hate you, they were screaming. Did you see those clips? No. If you would have been watching, uh, what's his name there on ABC? I can't even think of what his name is anymore. The guy from Good uh, Moaning America. Oh, Charlie Gibbon. Charlie Gibbon, Gibson. He is so boring. He, I'm, I'm telling you, he's like... One step, he, he's like uh, David Hartman on two cups of coffee, highly caffeinated. <laughs> That's a good analogy. Yeah. He's just a couple of steps less coma-inducing than David Hartman. ABC has always found the blandest, the most boring, just like that George Step on top of us on this week, uh, you know, just because David Brinkley's dead. You know, when they took David off the air, that was before he had that fire in the house. Remember that? That was kind of sad. Mm-hmm. When David's eyeballs kept popping out of his socket during the show and falling on his cheek, that's when they decided he was just old enough to get him off the air already. Not to mention, of course, the fact that he was shilling for that, uh, what's that company that makes the, uh, that agricultural stuff? What the hell is that crap? Oh, jeez. No. Next you're going to be saying uh, the guy with the hair who's also dead. Herbal Herbalife. No. Anyway, I'll think of it. The death toll from the unrest rose to 11, most of them from gunshot wounds, according to three city hospitals. More than 100 people wounded. This is in Kabul where everything is under control, not where that pimp, that stooge, Hamid Karzai, is supposedly in charge, with that schmata that he wears. And that thing he wears on his head, to me, looks like a Hussad Shako. Maybe he really knew the great Ahmed Khan. What is this thing that you just faxed me? Oh, Max Schumacher, this is from Network. Oh, better right. not read it. Josh will get upset. There's a comparing Network to uh, some recent news stories. It's kind of cute and interesting. Oh, Max Schumacher... We could make a series of it. Suicide of the week. Oh, hell, why limit ourselves? Execution of the week. Howard Beale. Terrorist of the week. I love that scene where they're just pie-eyed there in the bar. Mm-hmm. Schumacher. I love it. Suicides, assassinations, mad bombers, mafia hitmen, uh, automobile smash-ups, the death hour, a great Sunday night show for the whole family. From a press release announcing A&E's pilot episode of two reality shows about the most feared topic of all, the end of a human life. A&E is in development with two distinct programs that deal with the overreaching themes of death and dying. Last request in six months. A&E spokesman Daniel Silberman. These shows are still just pilots, but both of them are celebrations of life. Neither of them are exploited. They are very serious programs. Yeah, the death of the week. Yeah, Max Schumacher had it right. Mm-hmm. One of the great movies of all time, and anybody who tells me that they didn't like it or fell asleep during the movie is just a turd, okay? With all due respect. Or at least a commie. No, just a turd. How could anybody not know that that's one of the most, especially... Crime is mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. With what we've, uh, you know, especially in South Florida, where we uh, threw up watching Channel 7 so many times, where we've seen the circus that they've taken, what is supposed to be news. In fact, one of the stories I got here, where the hell is it? You know, my pile, I got a big pile, I got a big pile every day now, I got real piles. Iraq veterans wonder about a public obsessed by American Idol. Oh, amen, amen, sister. Hallelujah. American Idol, my ass. 858 votes. I guess I better keep banging on that, because if we don't get to the 1,000, I'm going to be really pissed off. It'll be my fault. I always blame Josh for not leaning on it. <laughs> Duff told me the same thing. 858 votes on the Barry Bonds poll. It's kind of a limited thing, you know. Although, only 48 say I hit this poll. That's a pretty low number. It's on the bottom. It's like that trout on the bottom yogurt. Mm-hmm. I haven't played that in a long time, you know what? Trout on the bottom. 
Tired of the same old flavors of yogurt, cherry, strawberry, banana, peach, blueberry? <sighs> well, look out, taste buds. Prepare yourself, palate, for Crudson's Trout on the Bottom yogurt. Trout on the bottom. Fresh water. Trout on the bottom. Oh, rainbow. Trout on the bottom. Fresh water. Trout on the bottom. Oh, rainbow. Crudson's new Trout on the Bottom yogurt, combining the delicious attributes of yogurt with hearty chunks of rainbow trout. No frills, no gills, just great taste. Crudson's Trout on the Bottom yogurt, regular and de-eyed. See, I don't, I just don't understand that, the whole, uh, in fact, uh, what's that goofball from Britain that's on the uh, Food Channel? You wouldn't know because you don't watch the uh, Food right. Channel. But anyway, he's been in Sicily the last couple of weeks, and he's making food for the uh, Sicilian Siciliani. Mm-hmm. Too much fish, too much pesce, man. I don't, I don't understand that whole fish thing. I mean, just, you know, and then, of course, I guess it's the same with the uh, Suchi people. Yeah. Who the hell wants to eat something when it's looking back at you? Me? You do? You sure. like sushi? Yeah. Get out of here. Had some yesterday. Oh, oh no. <laughs> so did Josh. So did Josh. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Who brought you in sushi? No, Josh took me out for sushi. Josh took you out for sushi? That's right. And was Greg there in on this? No, we couldn't find his number. No. Wait till you hear this uh, <laughs> column. Peter Kurth, who has his own website, peterkurth.com. Is that the food guy? No. George and Tony sitting in a tree, K-I-L-L-I-N-G. Don't you like the headline? That's cute. You can imagine the depth of my emotion, I'm sure, when I read about the joint press conference given in Washington last week by our fearless fewer George W. Bush, and his chief ally and co-conspirator in the war on terror, British Prime Minister and quaking, quizzling Tony Blair. Fearless fewer and quaking, quizzling. Oh, you got to love this. Blair was in Washington for what he called talks with the president. Imagine how much fun those must be. And afterward, facing reporters, he appeared dismayed and tongue-tied, according to the New York Times. But why wouldn't he? Thanks largely to the ongoing slaughter in Iraq, Bush's sagging approval ratings, or Blair's sagging approval ratings among British voters, are even more awful than Bush's are here. Which is to say, in Brit-speak, they're very awful indeed in our own lingo that they're lousy. They stink. Bush's favorable ratings are now in the 30% range. While Blair is clocking at a mere 26%. If I may lapse for a moment into TV vernacular and language of advertisements aimed at teenage boys, these numbers really suck. U.S. political commentators repeatedly voiced wonder at a world leader with worse ratings than George Bush, said the Guardian of London. The Guardian further observed that for once Bush had to come to the Prime Minister's verbal rescue in the face of the skepticism of the British press corps, inasmuch as Blair looked very weary and under pressure and as if he would have preferred to be someplace else. The British have long been mystified by the tenacity with which Blair clings to his special relationship with a dunderheaded mass killer like Bush, but unlike their American counterparts last week, the British media generally refrained from fawning, swooning, and carrying on about the subdued, repentant, almost remorseful atmosphere in Washington in the latest Bush and Blair dog and pony show. By the way, that whole thing was orchestrated and written ahead of time, that whole remorseful, uh, that whole big deal. Right. I read through. that story. Yeah, on our website. Yes, I did. The news conference in the formal setting of the East Room was notable for the contrite tone of both leaders, the Times proclaimed with due solemnity, adding that an unusual admission of a personal mistake, Mr. Bush said he regretted challenging insurgents in Iraq to bring it on in 2003 and said the same about his statement that he wanted Osama bin Laden dead or alive. To the amazement of the American press, W confessed that this was the kind of tough talk, you know, that sent the wrong message to people. I learned some lessons about expressing myself, maybe a little more sophisticated manner, said your president. Abu Ghraib. Yeah, like that. Right. So sophisticated has Bush become in expressing himself. When asked what he'd miss about Tony Blair when the British people finally give him the boot, he answered, I'll miss those red ties. That's what I'll miss. As the Guardian noted, this was on par with Bush's first recorded comment about Blair when they met at Camp David in a summit in February 2001, and Bush was pressed to explain what he thought they might have in common. Well, he said, we both use Colgate toothpaste. 
Ha-ha, what a card our president is. CBS News marveled at Bush's unusual burst of candor when he mentioned the torture of prisoners at Baghdad's Abu prison as the America's military, biggest military mistake in Iraq. ABC declared that some of the bold talk we once heard is gone, but neither Bush nor Blair gave the slightest sign they intend to change their mutual assured course of destruction in Iraq and across the Middle East. On the contrary, after lauding Blair as a man of resolve and vision and courage, Bush made a point in saying that sophisticated in the way he has, the amazing things about dealing with Prime Minister Blair is, he never once as he said to me on the phone, we better change our tactics because of the political opinions, you know? Yeah, George, we know. We know that you're a liar and a fraud without a legitimate leg to stand on in the Iraq fiasco, and the only reason you trotted out Blair on Thursday is because he's still popular in the U.S. and you aren't. In other words, because the polls you pretended to stay in are down, down, down. Americans are always impressed by a British accent, Deflect, detecting some kind of gravity in it that's missing, say, in the phony twang of a Connecticut Yankee from Crawford, Texas. And you need Tony Blair's endorsement right now in order to continue the killing. What Blair gets out of it, I can't say. Certainly not increased popularity in his own country, where your press conference had to be televised in the middle of the night, on cable no less, to minimize the political fallout. But I noticed, George, again, that after you sang Blair's praises then offered to buy him dinner, haha, again, he didn't return the compliment. Maybe none of this would bother me so much if it weren't for Memorial Day weekend, and I hadn't seen the faces of nine dead Vermonters staring out on the front page on Sunday's local daily. Nine Vermonters, George, killed only in the last year in the service of your ego and your folly. No question that the Iraq war has, you know, created a sense of consternation here in America, you remarked. I mean, when you turn on your TV screen and see innocent people die day in and day out, it affects the mentality of our country. I can understand why the American people are troubled by the war in Iraq. I understand that. But you don't, George. You don't, and you never will. Kind of like uh, the end of my conversation with uh, Clarabelle on Friday. We said, oh, yeah, I understand. I said, you don't, Joe, and you never will. And you know what I was when I said that? Absolutely so, correct, sir. Amen. Absolutely. 875 on the poll. We're inching. We're crawling our way toward that 1,000 votes by 2 o'clock. We're going to do it if it's the last damn thing we do. We got it made. This, this is not a, a no-brainer, right? Oh, yeah. Easy. It's like taking an extra step off the top of the Empire State Building and say, oops. And having a long fall. No brainer. It's kind of like Eric Clapton's kid flying out the window. Maybe he thought he was Superman. 1213 at 560 WQM. Being outdoors a lot in South Florida means you really need some comfortable shoes. So the only place to take your Tootsies is Brandy Shoes in Pompino Beach. Brandy's carries all your major top brands like Floorshine, Echo, Mephisto, Rockport, Hush Puppies, New Balance, tons of other name brands in all sizes for men and women. And they even carry wide widths and hard to find sizes if you have really bizarre feet. I was going to say effed up feet, but that would be bad. Yeah, don't say that. Brandy Shoes is the largest independent shoe retailer in all of South Florida. When you see the fabulous selection and value you always get at Brandy's, you'll see why I've been telling you for years, this is the place to take your feet. Go see our good buddy Arnie. He'll make sure you get the right fitting, right fitting shoes for your feet at the right price every time. And I like those department stores where you have to wait forever to get waited on, and then whatever style you pick out, oh, sorry, I don't have that in your size. You know they got it waiting for you at Brandy's because the only thing they do at Brandy's is shoes. So you don't have to worry about size, selection, service, or those unbeatable prices. Brandy Shoes, you'll find them at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach between Atlantic and Copas on the east side. You can't miss it. Brandy's open every day, Monday through Saturday till 9 and every Sunday till 5. And this week, it's a great time to buy SAS shoes at Brandy's. Take 10 to 40 bucks a pair off on all great SAS men's and women's styles this week. So be sure to get your ass and the rest of you into Brandy's, too, or do your shoe shopping right online at Brandy's Shoes. Com. Be sure and tell them that Brian Schmutz sent you by. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. 
2am in the Florida Marlins bring you Scratch Off Saturdays. The Marlins will be handing out Scratch Off cards at every Saturday home game for your chance to win. An authentic opening day 2006 lineup card by Joe Girardi. There are 100 instant winners, so keep listening to QAM for your chance to win Marlins tickets and scratch-off cards. One instant winner could be you. Scratch-off Saturdays from the Marlins and 560 QAM. She has gone militant. She has put on a veil and slapped on some explosives and is looking for some place to detonate it. Rattel Toys introduces to you Jihad Barbie. Jihad Barbie comes with her own Toyota pickup truck, which she is not allowed to be driving. Several traditional burkas and the plans to blow up an embassy or outdoor market. You are making the choice. Jihad Barbie comes complete with detonating device that may or may not work, just like the real ones. So get Jihad Barbie today and start planning your own jihad. Jihad Barbie, on sale at all Baghdad toy stores now, just in time for the infidel holiday season. Twelve nineteen at 560 WQM, we got that uh, eighth wonder of the world, Geldy Geldstein. At 2 o'clock this afternoon, and you're probably wondering, well, what's, uh, why is he the wonder? Because we all wonder how he can be on the air. Mad Dog at 4, and then the Marlin uh, crap, Marlins and the Giants, and Eddie K follows the baseball game. Memorial Day, holiday, all the kids are out of school. Couldn't have been more than 110 degrees in the shade. 7,683 announced. Barry Bonds just uh, breaking Babe Ruth 714 on Sunday. Fresh off of that, coming into town with all the big hoopla and celebration. And we get about 2,000 people out there at the ballpark, and they want us to build them a stadium. Hey, David, that's what I say to you. And all, all you idiots in the newspapers, like Greg Kotex and all that one, oh, we got to build the Marlins a stadium. Right. Sure. Sure worked good in Pittsburgh, didn't it? Look at all the extra money they made, so they put together a hell of a uh, contending team, right? Only the Marlins in the National League have a worse record than the Pirates. They don't draw flies. Even if they had gigantic manure piles all over the field, they couldn't draw flies to it. Am I right, Josh? You are right. They got a new stadium. How they doing? El Stinko. Marie Coco. I wonder if she's kin to James Coco. Hey, Jimmy. You fairy. No, she's a columnist for the Washington Post. She says, Iraq veterans wonder about a public obsessed by American Idol. For Jeremy Broussard, it was the drama of sexual assault allegations against NBA star Kobe Bryant and the buzz over the TV series Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. For Rich Murphy, it was the media's fixation with Britney Spears and Michael Jackson and the enduring annoyance of the American public's obsession with American Idol. When Paul Reichoff returned from battle in Iraq, he discovered a citizenry uninterested in debating the correctness of the conflict or even how its course affected those who put their lives on line. Instead, he found that people were obsessed with Janet Jackson's wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> now it's Brangelina and a horse with a broken leg, says Reichoff, who helped start Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America, which calls itself the largest veterans group for those who served in America's latest wars. This is the most important story of your life. This is where it's at. This horse with a broken leg is driving me crazy, Rykoff said. And if you're referring to (laughs) injured uh, Kentucky Derby winner Barbaro, you come back from a war zone, and this is what you see over and over and over again. See what I'm saying? Uh Uh-huh. This is where it's at. The media and an all-too-willing American public. And now, don't forget the chicken Aruba, man. Oh, yeah, my favorite dish. Don't forget about that bitch. It's better than paella. She's like Luca Brasi. She sleeps with her fishes. I didn't know there was fish in that dish, too. If there's a point of disagreement among America's newest veterans, it seems to be that Americans at large are detached and disconnected from the very idea that the nation is at war. True support for the Iraq conflict has ebbed as the war has gone from being seen as a triumph of shock and awe to a terrifying descent into civil mayhem. Mayhem, murder, and bloodshed. 
True, there are those who fiercely debate whether the U.S. troops should be pulled out immediately, should be drawn down. Oh, by the way, they just sent 1,500 more troops. They're not drawing down anything. They just sent 1,500 more because it's chaos. Mm -hmm. Fresh meat. Should be drawn down according to a timetable, or whether the military commitment should be open-ended. But these conversations seem to echo only in certain corners of society. Though more than a million servicemen and women have been deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan since these military operations began in 2001, the all-volunteer military means that few Americans actually know someone who has served. It is profoundly unlike World War II when a generation of youth saw action or played a role in the war effort. It could not be less like Vietnam when the draft filled the seemingly endless need for fresh soldiers and filled the streets at home with protesters and filled the body bags with 57,000 dead Americans. And Henry Kissinger said, well, if we could have got it, oh, that, that article, uh, it just it, it makes me sick. How come he's not on death row, that Nazi bastard? Most people in America don't know anyone who's fought in Iraq, said Wyckoff. It's like a TV show they watch, then they switch back to Desperate Housewives. Broussard, now a Howard University law student, told me he supposes that this odd detachment is better than what his father endured when he arrived at the Seattle airport fresh from service in Vietnam. This guy runs up to him, spits in his face, and yells, baby killer. His own homecoming in late 2003, before it would become clear that the Iraq conflict was turning into a drawn-out guerrilla war, was marked instead by perfunctory expressions of thank you for your service and few questions about the war itself. To me, I had a hard time adjusting because people didn't want to talk to me about the war. They wanted to talk about Kobe Bryant, Broussard said. <laughs> the public disengagement worries these veterans not so much because they agree on what should be done in Iraq now, they don't, but because the nation seems not to notice them. The Veterans Administration is grossly underfunded, according to most independent estimates. It is hard-pressed to meet even the needs of aging WW2 and Vietnam veterans. Today's all-volunteer military often draws recruits among those with few opportunities for education or economic advancement, and many veterans are discharged without the skills needed for civilian employment. Mental health problems are being documented among returning troops at an alarming rate. Estimates of the number of returning Iraq and Afghan vets who are already in the homeless range from two to 400. According to Cheryl Beversdorf of the National Coalition for Homeless Veterans, but she cautioned the number is likely to grow over time, as it did for Vietnam veterans, whose long-term adjustment problems weren't immediately apparent. Vietnam vets took 8 to 12 years before they really became what we call hardcore homeless, she says. Memorial Day came with most Americans more eager for picnics and department store sales than for patriotic parades and an irreversible cultural drift. Murphy, who returned from Iraq in August 2004, said he probably sp would spend the day with baseball and burgers. I'm not a big flag waver, he said. In truth, there already are enough cars with flag decal, uh, decals and yellow ribbon magnets boasting support for troops. It's past time to abandon the easy symbol, symbol for the hard work of civic engagement, she says. Nice going, Marie. You go, girl, although you're farting into a windstorm, honey. You're farting into a big, wild cyclone, into a tsunami, Mommy. Silently, I hope. No, loud and clear. Loud enough so that Joyce over there in uh, Fort Myers can hear it. In Naples, wherever she's hanging it out. That bitch. The one, that's, the one that's determined to help make sure that this show fails. It's really, it's really something when you got the, the corporate legal and the program director both doing whatever they can in their power to try to throw a monkey wrench in the works. And by the way, the next time you let that jackass come in there in the morning, I'm, I'm going to get up and walk out and I'm not coming back. All right, I'll uh, lock the door. No, I'm, I'm just telling you. You saw him coming in there this morning. What did yeah, I tell I you about him? him? I know, I know what you said, but uh, I don't you know. want to be in the I don't want to be in the presence of that creature. Okay, that sports nerd who lies and makes up stories about how you're a liar, and you make up stories about how the board and the whole studio keeps getting discombobulated every time they put one of their stupid-ass ball games on 1360, every time they farm it out and they put those goofballs in there, turning everything into uh, non-workable mode so that it makes sure when you come in the next morning, nothing works for half an hour. It would be like some coming to your home or like taking apart all the uh, parts of the house, and then every day you have to put it back together again. 
After a while, it starts to get a little bit ponderous, okay? But you just make those things up, George. I know, I know. Just like Tommy just made it up that uh, he didn't have nothing to do that day, that he volunteered to come in and help us out when you were out sick, and I was out sick, and everybody was sick as a dog. Anyway, and you know something? And yet, in spite of that, not to pat ourselves on the back, but I'll do it anyway, in spite of that, we got a show on the year day, okay, and a pretty damn good one. We did just fine. Just ask Josh, he'll tell you. He wasn't right. screwing off during those shows, although the one day he did. That's well, that's right. No, it's because his brother was, like, killing people or something. Whatever happened with that, or don't we want to talk about that? I don't think we want to talk about that. I mean, but it was okay, right? It's okay now. What are you talking about? What do you mean, what am I talking about? Why don't we just pretend it's another story that I uh, made up? Oh, that's right. (laughs) There goes George again. Uh Liar. Troublemaker. That's right. That's what it was. Yeah. One moment, please. Uh-oh. One other moment, please. Log on to WQAM.com and enter the I Really Need a Florida Vacation Right Now oh, contest to win a trip for four to Orlando, Florida. Winners will stay at the Omni Orlando Resort at Champions Gate. Brought to you by VisitFlorida.com and Sports Radio 560 QAM. Howard David's a bitch. And now on Fox, it's the long-awaited conclusion of American Idol. George Bush versus Dick Cheney. I ought to be singing on American Idol. I'm the guy who pulled the curtain and shot my friend. Talking about generation before we grow old. Talking about my generation. I turned and shot a pair. What do you think of me? You are the worst figure in the world. But I'm the decider, and I decide what is best. I am the executioner. The conclusion of American Idol tonight on Fox. I believe I'm going to win. You don't see the feeling in years. Fox 32 at 560 WQM. And speak of the devil, you'll never guess what story just uh, came right across the CNN wires. And I printed this thing out, and I'm going to tear it into a million pieces. Well, I can't wait. Let's see how many pages here. One, two, three, quattro, as in Susie Quattro. You want to hear the headline? All right. Strap yourself in real tight. All right, let me Quit making up stories about Josh's brother, by the way. All right. Holloway case, a mystery after a year of catch and release. And it's got a picture of Natalie Holloway right here. Mm-hmm. And you know what I would say, how I would describe her in one word? Mia's? That's the word. Excellent. Mia's kite. A year has passed since Natalie Ann Holloway, accompanied by three young men, walked out of a nightclub in Aruba into oblivion. Aruba, which rhymes with... And it goes on, but a beep, but a boop, but a bop, ba 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 ba. And so this means Rita Crosby will be breathless, although it's kind of hard to tell when she's breathless. She's always breathless. She's always. Uh, she just can't speak. She'll be all over this like stink on uh, Greg. And it goes on and on and uh, the whole story again. And her mother and your mama and this one. Oh my God, Natalie Holloway, my ass. Just like that story I just read, man. That's the most important thing in history, right there. There isn't one person who signed up, who volunteered to be in the military, who wanted to be used as, as human carnage. They didn't. No, they did not. Well, then, what they signed and up That's for. exactly what they're being used for. Human for your father, for your father. 924 votes on the poll. We're going to make that 1,000 easy, maybe this hour. You notice how the calls come like in little bunches here and there? Like, I like that. Because it fits in with our new format, huh? Like it's in little spurts, yeah. You guys can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Little spurts. Especially. So I'm glad that, uh, thanks, Liz, for uh, letting me know, because I was, I was all whipped up about that Jim Mars, and I was going to go out and get that book, but I'm not now. That was, I mean, see, this is the problem. It's like Madeline O'Hare, you know? Before she got chopped up into little pieces, uh, I had her on my show, I don't know, a zillion times. About 30, man. 
And the problem with her there is she was just as ridiculous as the religionist that she was ripping an ass. I mean, everything she right. said was true, but she was just such a, an outrageous person, you know? Mm-hmm. Not to mention fat. She made me look like a midget. Midget? Yeah, like my grandma used to say, a midget. <laughs> That's what she said, okay? Funny. That's like Popeye. A midget. Okay, 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 okay. Chris says, to get more information on the bad ministry, check out... Oh, don't let me forget to go out and get the ministry CD and we'll play some of that. I would love to uh, get a copy of that. Well, why can't you? Cost money. Oh, and I see he's sucking around for me. I can go on Amazon.com and send you the CD. You are. That's all right. You know, I'll go uh, steal it. Both of you guys. I'll go steal so it. Spoiled. Don't worry about I spoil, it. I spoil everybody. Yes, you do. I spoil everybody rotten, man. I have uh, I have vase. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Although, in their case, I think I should buy it. Well, I don't have ministry yet, but I'm going to go out and get it today. Fact, I'm going to go back. I'll spend my money on that instead of a stupid book by Jim Mars. say last week, this ain't no Vietnam era, man. This ain't the 60s. This no. is the, uh, whatever this is, the optics You know, the people this who were whipped up during Vietnam, they're all the sellouts wearing suits, uh, you know. That's right. Responsible for when all this. Doubt news, they all no. sold out. Right. That's absolutely correct, sir. They've all become establishment shills is what they have. They're indifferent. They're worried about, they're more worried about who's going to be on Good Morning America and who's going to be doing the news on ABC. And just like that thing said, who's going to win on American Idol and how much flesh are they going to see on Desperate Housewives? I never watched that show even once. No. Even though, even though, what's his name that played Miguel on Passions is on there. I never watched that show. Not a second of it. Me either. I don't know when it's on. Although, you Me know either. what's on tonight, though? Oh, where the hell did I see it on the weekend? Supernaturals? Huh? Smallville? No. No idea. Supernaturals. Okay, that's what I said the first time. Oh, I didn't hear you. So you said the terrestrials. Actually, terrestrials. Mars stuff. No, the uh, Supernaturals is on tonight. I saw something about those uh, guys. It was, uh, I mean, it was not a promo, but it was like maybe on one of those. Uh, Entertainment shows? Man, yeah. that's Sam. I tell you right now, he was out there on my balcony right now. I'd see you later. Of course, he'd probably throw me over it, but that's okay. I should, that would have smile on my face. I, gra- I grabbed something before I went over the railing. Yeah. Chris says, hey, I'm telling you, he is clean and pristine. <laughs> Even though he sleeps in the same hotel room with his brother, that's why Josh stopped watching the show, I think. Yeah, a little bit, maybe. Yeah, I think I think that was it. I mean, I'd rather watch Barry Bonds slug out home runs on uh, steroids than uh, watch that. You know, Barry Bonds never failed a drug test. And you know what else that guy forgot to mention? He also never stole a freight train. How do you like that? Aha. Uh-huh. Chris says, anyway, to get more on, uh, check out ministrymusic.org. This band hates George W. Dick Cheney, Papa Bush, and Bell's organized religion. You can listen to tracks from the new CD titled Rio Grande Blood. The CD cover has the evil Bush with a crown of thorns around his fat head, and his body is in a barrel of oil. Yellow Cake and Kyber Chase 
are great cuts. Thanks, Chris. I'm going to go out and get it. I'm putting this right over here now. I've already made arrangements to go see them in concert when they come in town. Really? Yeah, for the first time. I've been a fan of theirs since the 80s, stuff. So. Well, when's that going to be? I forget. Later. <laughs> Later on. <laughs> Up the road a piece. That's what happens when you smoke too much of that wacky stuff, man. You forget. I got it on the calendar. I'll remember when the time is. Even old Neil Young is starting to sound good to me now. Even young Neil old? Young Neil, young old Neil. Neil, God! Yeah, even that one, too. Looking for a leader to bring our country home. Reunite the red, white, and blue before it turns to stone. Looking for somebody dumb enough to take it on. Clean up the corruption. Amen. 20 to 1 at QM. This is just the uh, sports warm-up show, okay? We're just the interlude here between the 20 hours of and and more of that. Yeah. Guilty at 2 this afternoon, boy. That's something I'm sure not looking forward to. This is Neil Rogers. Why do we do 10 to 4? This is 560 okay. QM. For a week. The Middle Eastern world. Will be exploded, Saddam had people killed with the gas that we sold him. First time aggressor nation and the only one that's going. Now more blood will be spilled to get that oil flowing. Forget about Korea and the nukes they're toting and the right wing is drilling it over and over into our head. That Iraq has some. Weapons of mass destruction. What are you going to do about it? You failed. Three thousand people killed are now forgotten. Let's exploit them instead. Hey, there's oil to be gotten. Going after Saddam to placate Osama. There's no longer mention of. Unnamed Bin Laden, but no one seems concerned. All comfy and complacent, believing every word of this cartel administration that controls us by fear through media manipulation. And the right wing is drilling it over and over into our heads. That Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. The loss of civil rights is the price that we're paying. We're all suspects now, Nazi Ashcroft is saying. I have nothing to hide, table talkers all are saying. Blind, obedient cattle don't have any reservation. Without unprovoked battle and world annihilation. Old regimes must fall in Halliburton installed. With no objection at all, Democrats don't have the balls and the right wing is drilling it over and over into our brainwashed heads. Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. Only Iraq has some 
weapons of mass destruction. All right. I'll be Don't like all the harper. Don't, don't, don't. Every time I see. That retarded dimwit On my TV Boy, he's president of Republican muscle in And an articulate idiot I don't know why They would want this guy But now he's here We're screwed the next four years yes. With president thumbs Oh, what I can do, don't vote once more, and get to we all voted for. Why, if you want this, don't vote for lips drumming, stupid Francisco? Five hours. A yeah, lot of suspicious devices over there, yeah. Oh, I know, and they're all uh, using them. The bomb squads are on the scene at San Francisco City Hall, and they got three suspicious things. Wow. By the way, thanks to Richard in Ormond by the Sea, mm-hmm. who listens online in Volusia County. Good article. It's, uh, I don't have time to read it. Very good. In fact, I'll put it in my pile and save it for a, a rainy day. Might rain today. That, uh, huh? Might rain today. Did you read it? Yeah, I did. About the World Trade Center site, what we're yeah, building there, this little thing. It's right. uh, this, and the fact that they're building this gigantic uh, complex to greed in uh, mm-hmm. Iraq. Right. Spread over 104 acres and known as George W.'s Palace. 21 building, $600 million complex that will become the American Embassy compound in Baghdad. Boca Brian did a bit about it. It says it's the only uh, building project in Baghdad that's on time and on budget. And adding insult to injury, they let the Kuwaitis do it, and they brought in all outside uh, outside workers. Well, what do Iraqis know about building Baghdad? I mean, they there only did it thousands of years ago. The bomb screens, uh, the bomb screen. I see I got that queen thing in there in San Francisco. But the thing on Friday, it turned out it was a jackhammer uh, in an elevator because the construction crew was uh, doing something. <laughs> Remember, did you see that? No, I never you did didn't see, see that. Follow up, no. Yeah, it was oh, the side of a jackhammer, nice. and that one the lady, she got like hyperventilating. It's a, it's a gun. Oh, gunshots are fired. And so five and a half hours went by, and they spent millions of dollars of taxpayers' money for uh, the bomb squad and the hazmat crew and the uh, every every police within 50 miles of the Capitol building. And they all went in there. It was like uh, nothing. Yeah. And the construction crews were chuckling about it later on because, oh, it must have been us. So we're making some noise in the elevator, uh, jackhammering. Yeah. What a bunch of jackasses. Yeah, including her. That bitch they took out of there, and that uh, they were just kept on going with that bitch. 
stuffed harassed in the Potomac. In fact, they could have thrown her ass across the Potomac, just like George Washington. Maybe they bring him back. He could he could he- heave her ass. Remember Hubert Heaver? 955 votes. Boy, we got that 1,000 licked easy, man. We're licking it. What's your take on Barry Bonds? Without roids, just another jock. Just another dumb jock. Hey, Barry, they hate you like poison, man. You're disgusting. Phony as the day is long. Phony is a $26.5 bill. 269 said, just another jock without those roids. With a little help from his friends. He couldn't lick the baby's jock, 182. His stats are bogus, 163. Amen to that. I hate baseball, 88. He's good, not great, 77. He's the greatest, 67 sycophants, underline the sick part, including Josh Cordes, voted he's the greatest. The greatest what? Pain in the ass? The greatest what? Well, maybe that too, but he's the greatest player. Of all time? Yes. No question. Oh, keep that going. I think you and Jim Mars are on the same planet, okay? It's not Mars. It's definitely not Earth. I think it's Uranus. Oh, the greatest player of all time, Barry Bonds. I hate him 56, and I hate this poll only 53 out of 9, 50, uh, 63. Boy, I told you I almost had a 1,000 licked by one. Remember that story I had on Kissinger and uh, Vietnam? Yes. More than, see, this is what, this is what's going on. Remember what I told you? Whatever your government tells you, it's a lie. If That's they right. tell you it's Tuesday, look at the calendar again. Good just to be thumb. sure. Just like our management, whatever they tell you, but a beep, but a boop, but a Although our management don't know enough about the business to tell you to make up any stories. When I'm in the middle of that conversation in our, our, I just can't even describe it to you. How frustrating it is. And our new general mangler, who's been there now a half a year, and he says, Oh, well, we got a plan. we got a plan. But let me ask you this. I know you don't want to get involved in programming, but what would you do? This is the same thing he asked me back in January or February, whenever the hell it was. What would I do? So, what would you do? Blow the place up, let you guys get out of it, give you advance warning, let all the people I like out of there, and then just blow it up. Yeah. Just forget about it. Just, you know what I would do? I'd pay everybody off. Ooh. Everybody under contract, I'd pay them off. Full amount. And then an extra 10% just for aggravation's sake. Just for destroying our livelihoods and our careers and our reputations and our credibility. And then I would, then I would like, just put on Hungarian mazurkas, right? Ooh. Only a jerk, I don't like a good mazurka. That's right. More than a half century after hostilities ended in Korea, a document from the war's chaotic early days has come to light. A letter from the U.S. Ambassador to Seoul informing the State Department that American soldiers would shoot refugees approaching their lines. The letter dated the day of the Army's mass killing of South Korean refugees at Milk Gun in 1950 is the strongest indication yet that such a policy existed for all U.S. forces in Korea and the first evidence that the policy was known to upper ranks of the U.S. government. You know, like, give them hell, Harry? Right. If refugees do appear from north of U.S. lines, they'll receive warning shots, and if they then persist in advancing, they will be shot, wrote Ambassador John J. Muccio in his message to Assistant Secretary of State Dean Rusk. The letter reported on decisions made at high-level meeting in South Korea, July 25, 1950, the night before the 7th U.S. Cavalry Regiment shot the refugees at Nogunri. Estimates vary on the number of dead at Nogunri. American soldiers estimated they have ranged from under 100 to hundreds dead. Korean survivors say about 400, mostly women and children, were killed at the village 100 miles southeast of Seoul, the South Korean capital. Hundreds more refugees were killed in later similar episodes. The no gun killings were documented in a Pulitzer Prize winning story by the AP in 1999, which prompted a 16 month Pentagon inquiry. 
The Pentagon concluded that the no-government shootings, which lasted three days, were an unfortunate tragedy, not deliberate killing. It suggested that panicky soldiers acting without orders opened fire because they feared that an approaching line of families, baggage, and farm animals concealed enemy troops. But Muccio's letter indicates the actions of the 7th Cavalry were consistent with policy adopted because of concern that North Koreans would infiltrate via refugee columns, and in subsequent months, U.S. commanders repeatedly ordered refugees shot, documents prove. How do you like that? When in doubt, take them out. How's that sound? Probably don't vote Republican anyway. Just like during the Marielle Boatlift, like when all of Fidel's uh, criminals and mental patients he sent in here with all the other family members. You know, how would mm-hmm. that have been? If Bobby Graham would have said, when in doubt, take them out. How would that have gone over, huh? I'm sure you would have gotten lots of volunteers. That's bad. Probably including you. Right. It's bad for your, bad for your uh, image. 972 on that poll. Boy, we're inching closer to that 1,000 mark. I think, I think we'll stay until 4 today. We ought to stay on the Internet till 4 o'clock. <laughs> How's that sound? Well, we can always get food. That's never a problem. I think every day we're going to stay until midnight. Boy. And, you know, the best part of Better it is I told you about those emails I sent this morning. Yeah. You want to hear the response? Okay. Here it is. How do you like that? All right. Nothing. Zero. Zippity-doo-dah. Zip. Just clueless, man. Clueless and shoeless. Like a bunch of illegal refugees, man, clueless and shoeless. Like all them beers crawling across the border, schlepping in. Well, they got their shoes in a plastic bag because they don't want to get them wet. Yeah, I mean, the whole, the whole thing is a joke anyway. The Canadian-American border, do you have any idea how long that thing is? Well, I have an idea. Yeah, since you used to live up there in Montana. Right, we used to go to Canada all the time. There you go. And then, of course, the Mexican border. When, and look at all the millions and millions of schleppers uh, the good Catholics making babies like rabbits down there in Latin America. And they're just pouring across there. And we're talking about, all oh, protecting America and the war on terror. You know, it's like, you know, forget about that. The board goes back. There is no war on terror. There is no war on terror. There is no border control. And your buddy Lou Dobbs, he ain't even, he ain't even scratching the tip of the iceberg, okay, with his fat puss. With his big, ugly, fat face. Well, better start scratching. Looks like somebody stuck a bicycle pump in his neck and just started blowing that baby. What are, the, what are those things... Oh, gee, they have a name for those things, those old-fashioned things that women used to do. I don't know what it was like to blow dust or something. It like a uh, an accordion-like device. Oh, bellows. Bellows, that's it. Pat Bellows. Sure. Only old farts like us remember bellows. Oh, they still got them up north. Get out of here. Well, and what do they use them for? For your pot-bellied stove and your wood stove. And what Part do they do with them? accessory kit that you blow, you put your mouth around it, and you blow on the fire to get it going. I always suspected. <laughs> this is Neil Rogers. You this is 560 QAM. Oh boy, it's the one to two hour. They have all the oil they need to keep the gas flowing. Nothing more than corporate greed. No one to control it. That's a ridiculous call. Obsessed with Clinton and sex. Now these guys instead are screwing you up. Rape me, rape me. At the pump they rape me. Price of the gallon is higher each time. Rape me, rape me, at the pump they rape me, they're making profit at 
60 WQM. Happy Tuesday, May 30th, baby. This is a uh, sickening story. It's on our website tomorrow. Bloody scenes haunt a marine. Okay. I just read the chunks of it from the LA Times. Chewy Lance chunks, Corporal, I, hope. I beg your pardon? I said the chewy chunks, I hope. Lance Corporal Roel Ryan Briona said he's tormented by two memories of November 19, 2005, in Haditha, Iraq. The first is the body of his best friend and fellow Marine blown apart just after dawn by a roadside bomb. The second is of the lifeless form of a small Iraqi girl, one of two dozen unarmed civilians allegedly killed by members of the Camp Pendleton Unit, Kilo Company, 3rd Battalion, 1st Marine Regiment, 1st Marine Division. Briones, a wiry, soft-spoken 21-year-old, interviewed Sunday at his family home in the Central Valley City of Hanford, California, said he wasn't among the small group of Marines that military investigators have concluded killed the civilians, including children, women, and elderly men. However, Briones, who goes by the name Ryan, said he took photos of the victims and helped carry their bodies out of their homes as part of the cleanup crew sent in late in the afternoon on the day of the killings. They range from little babies to adult males and females. I'll never be able to get that out of my head. I can still smell the blood. This left something in my head and heart, he said. He said he erased the digital photos he took of the scene after first providing them to the Haditha Marine Command Center. He said Navy investigators later interrogated him about the pictures and confiscated his camera. Dangerous. At least two military investigations run away in the incident at Haditha, which is emerging as possibly the worst case of alleged criminal misconduct by U.S. forces in the three-year-old Iraq war. Of the 12 Marines being investigated, three or four are thought to have done the killing. The others are being investigated for failing to stop the killings or for not reporting the incident truthfully. Briones is the first of his units to speak publicly about the events. His account provides background on the atmosphere and activities that day in the Euphrates River town and the traumatic memories it left in his wake. Susie Briona said she's angry at what she described as the Marines' failure to adequately decompress him and other Marines when they come home from combat. She said she was writing a book to help other families avoid what she and her son are going through. I used to be one of those Marines who said that post-traumatic stress is a bunch of bulls, said Ryan Briones, who has prescriptions for antidepressants and sleeping pills, but all this stuff keeps going through my head. It's eating me up. I need immediate help. It's a long story. It'll be on our website tomorrow. Bloody scenes haunt a Marine. All right. But we don't want to see that because that's bad for business, man. Although they are showing right now the uh, all the bodies being schlepped out in. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. They've been showing these uh, throughout the day. Crime, bullet holes, lots and lots to be examined. So right. And now they're talking Milai massacre again. We just seem to be doing these things over and over again in these so-called wars for uh, no good reason. Well, we can't imagine why so much of the world hates us now, like poison. Just remember, we're the good guys, and if they don't agree, we'll kill them. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Five six seven oh five sixty. Probably ought to sneak a few calls in this hour, don't you think? We have a few spotty ones here and there. A few spotty calls. Aye. Like those spotty showers. And pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless Lines. Blowing smoke about tobacco. 
How do you like that story we had on was on Friday about uh, the wiki uh, wiki weed? Right. Don't cause cancer. I, I doubled my dosage just because. Tobacco of smoke does, but uh, marijuana that don't. And could even help. I wonder if these phones are working or if it's at eight minutes delay. You always have to double check on that. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil. Yep. Boy, getting through is tough. How are you, sir? Oh, it is really tough, man. Lines are just smoking, yeah. Uh, two things I think. One is you're going to really get a kick out of. Sun Sentinel this weekend, the FBI is investigating Ken Jenny for... Yeah, no, uh, it's on our website over the weekend, I know. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I missed that. And the other one is, and this should be really good for you and George, when you're talking about these religious nuts and stuff like that, it says, it, the, the saying goes, extraordinary proof, extraordinary claims require extraordinary proof. Case closed. Yeah. I just thought you'd enjoy that. Okay, thanks. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> well, he tried, you know. He thought I'd enjoy he uh, was a good guy. the Kenji. He was a very good guy. He was a very good guy, and he just uh, thought wrong, you know. Just like your leader thought I'd enjoy hearing that today's the water Nazis' last day, as if, you know. What does that have to do with the price of rice and the price of gas and the price of peanuts and uh, with that pinochle game, you know? Who cares? Don't F with my log. Won't be hearing that no more. WQAM, hello. Ooh, not a malfunction on line one. Oh, no. That would be really bad. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I just wanted to report you'll be happy to know that your website actually is uh, providing a service. I uh, got on it, and I'm checking out that Scholars for 9-11 Truth website. Right. Man, it got me pissed off and fired up big Good. time. Good. That's the idea. Absolutely. No, all that about the, I was reading about the World Trade Center uh, 7 building collapsed seven hours later. It wasn't hit by anything. Right. I mean, this is like a mandatory uh, reading website. I agree. Yeah, no, you do have just, I know you're always bitching that people aren't reading your bedtime stories, but. Uh, well, yeah. thank God for you, man. Go out there and start a revolution. Yes, sir. Or at least yell out the window. Thanks. See, there's a good guy. Yes, indeed. He's opening, he's opening the window right now, man. Crime is mad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore. Oh! Like I told you, the American people are as passive, and they're like lemmings, man. Passive, weak, like jellyfish. Ah, we don't want to. We don't want to. Okay. Just let this slaughter continue, man. Just let the butcher of Washington continue with all this crap and then all these scandals going mm -hmm. on. And then we got congressmen with 90 grand in cash wrapped up in aluminum foil in their refrigerator. And all your freedom's gone to crap, and we can't even say crap anymore, much less uh, take one wherever the hell we feel like it. Just, just a bunch of garbage is what it is. And the public just, it's just amazing how in 20 or 30 uh, short years, the public has totally been the devolved. Kent State may have had a little to do with that. Yeah. Nixon, he sure knew how to put the public in place. When in doubt, take him out. Take him out and buy him a nice uh, lunch. WQAM, hello. Let's turn Delray into a blueberry city. <laughs> WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Hey, George. Yeah. How you doing, man? Okay, man. Can I speak with Neil? Oh, this is Neil. Yeah. How are you, Neil? George don't talk to you of bogus callers unless he's doing a show. Oh, okay. Well, well look here, Neil. I haven't forgotten about the Meli massacre and Lieutenant William Kelly. Yeah. I haven't forgotten about it, man, and, and it's a shame of what's going on right now. You're absolutely right, Neil. And I just wanted to call and tell you that, man. Well, go out there and protest, man. Wave a sign. They'll probably drag your ass away, but uh, we'll remember you. We'll, we'll, we'll like, uh, bring some flowers for it. Bring some lilacs, pansies, daffodils. Petunia. Freedom's gone, baby. It's dead. America's finished.
Oh, you can't say that. Well, it just it just happens to be true, you know. Oh, come on. How's he doing, Mitch Lewis? He's doing just fine out there in California. Well, good for him. Good good guy getting out of getting out of that place. What a good move. George is moving to uh, Portland, Oregon. By I'm thinking about it this week. I'm doing some more research. WQAM, hello. Yeah. Uh, does George still looking for some? Thoughts? Yeah, right. WQAM, hello. Weed. Hey, hello. Not for me, weed. Yes. Neil. Yeah. I heard you talk about Richie Hebner. Yes. I was in uh, the Marines with him for a while. He was Isn't really he a grave good. digger. Yep, he was a good dude. Him and uh, Bob Moose. Remember Bob Moose? Bob Moose. Now, Bob Moose is dead. Yeah, he got killed in an automobile accident. Yeah, the funny thing is something happened to Bob Moose. He almost uh, got killed one time, and then he uh, had an accident, and he wound up, I guess it was his time, man, as oh, they man, say. Oh, man, he was crazy, I'll tell you. But Richie was Hebner it? was a really good dude, man. He was a good ball player. Is he, and you're saying he was. He's not dead, is no, he? No, I think he's, oh. I, he was in coaching for a while. He was coaching in the minors and stuff. Uh but he played for Pittsburgh for a long time. Oh, yeah, the third base on those really good pirate teams. Yeah. Yep, yep, sure was. Okay, thanks, Pally. Alrighty. Say hi to Ricky. Right. Say hi to Bob Prince. He's dead, too. What a shame. How come I don't have that clip in here? I know I've played it. You got it in there. I just don't have it here. And you just can't I find it. I looked and looked. You looked and looked under what? I, I know I've played it on that DCS, man. Or maybe under, I played it off I those damn... Under Prince. Huh? No, it's not under Bob. It's not under Prince. Maybe it's under... It's not under baseball. Not under baseball. Yeah, baseball fever. Baseball violence. What the hell is that? We'll be drinking every inning. <laughs> we'll be drinking. I knock one down and have two again. When the big game comes to town, I scream and shout. <laughs> then drink again. They're never going to strike the town. Now it's both down. So I drink again. The up better not call them out. I bet you got it on a cart down there on the floor. You got it on a cart. Bob Prince, it says on it. Well, no, the interesting thing is that I know he says... Scorecide, 3-3 three, three in the bottom of the 17th. One ball and one strike. Coombs into the windup in the 1-1 pitch. Swan, driven deep to right field. You can kiss it goodbye. That's not it. Are there more than one cut on this I think cart? Might be, huh, I don't think so. Because this just says Bob Prince on this cart. Oh, that was it? Well, let's okay. see when it well, recues. So I mean, he was, he, he, I beg your pardon? When the cart recues, let's see what uh, comes out. I mean, he was no Dave Van Boring. See, this is what I'm trying to tell you, Josh. You won't listen to me. Score tag 3-3 three, three in the bottom of the 17th. That's the same thing. Same one, yeah. But, uh, I mean, just about every team had, like, legendary broadcasters. There was Jack Quinlan and then Harry Carey with the Cubs and all these great, fantastic, and Mel Allen and Red Barber and, uh, and Jim Woods with the Yankees. And Jim Woods worked with uh, Kirk Gowdy in Boston. And then Harry in St. Louis. Great, great uh, sportscasters. And uh, Bob Prince and all these other people. And now, well, what do we got now? I don't even know who these people are. And then you tell me about Joe Buck being a great baseball announcer. He's good. good. you said? Yeah, he's good. Great? He's very good. I wouldn't Great. put him. I wouldn't put him in the great category. Not he's no Harry Carey. <laughs> no. Who is though? He's no Bob Prince. He's no Mel Allen, right? Okay. He's no Ishka Bibble. He's no Dave Van Boring. Now you got to admit that Joe Buck's better than Dave Van Boring. Well, it's it's different, you know. It's radio and TV, totally different. Oh, well, actually, he responded that time. I'm pretty. I'm pretty proud of you. He actually made a response. Feeble attempt, but thousand and one votes. Oh! 
What did I tell you, man? Just like driving over the edge of a cliff. Just like Kathy Bates in Misery. I forget the beginning of the movie. He did drive off. He ran off the road or something. Right. And she went and found him. She rescued him, right. And realized it was him and he was, uh, she was his biggest fan. That's right. The biggest and right. baddest. He had, a, he had a little bit of a kneecap problem in that movie, James Caan. Well, well, it wasn't his misery. kneecaps. It was his uh, ankles. And in the book... No, no, it was not his ankles. Didn't she, like, do his knees? It was, uh, it was the... She, she tied a board between his feet and, uh, and knocked his feet sideways and in, inward towards each other. Ooh. So it was, uh, broke his ankles. But in the book, I understand she cut his feet off. Oh! Yeah. Well, if, if that's the case, then how did he do all the other things that we saw him do in the movie? I guess he did I didn't. guess he crawled around. Did he really? In a lot of pain, I would think. See, now, that, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. How, how would he survive if he chopped his feet off? Well, you know, you, know, you, you tie them off so that you don't bleed, and then you chop them off. Sounds yeah, to I didn't me read like, the book. Sounds to me like the voice of experience, either that or somebody who's been studying up on this stuff. Mm -hmm. I'd be very careful, Crystal. I got plans. So I think what you're trying to say is when she cuts you off, that's when you're cutting her off. Well, I'm not going to cut her feet off. How is she going to... Just walk away. I cut her feet off. Hey, if you think you have termites in your home, call our friends at Reddit Pest Control today for a free termite inspection. Tell them that Todd Dreck is just an absolute idiot. Ridded Pest Control uses an amazing orange oil treatment that kills termites and termite eggs. 100% on contact. They are gone faster than you can say, Todd Dreck, get lost. If you have termites, it's the best possible way to get rid of them, and uh, you don't have to tent your house either. Most of the companies, man, they want to come and put that big circus tent on your home. That's only good in Joe Bell's neighborhood. You don't have to worry about poisonous gas, no moving out or staying in hotels or motels. No worry about food or pets in your health, because at Ridded Pest Control, they come to your house and they treat it with this amazing orange oil. You don't have to leave it all. In fact, when they're done treating your property, the only thing left behind is a clean set of oranges for just a few days. It's true. If you have a termite problem, call Reddit Pest Control right now and ask about their amazing orange oil treatment that kills termites and their eggs 100% on contact. No tenning, no BS, no ripoffs, no kidding. Call right now for free inspection. There is absolutely no obligation. And keep in mind, again, it's the beginning of hurricane season and termite season. They go hand in gland. For a free no-obligation inspection, call Reddit at 1-800-447-4348. That's 1-800-447-4348. Be sure and mention Todd Reck's name. Give him a good chuckle. And they'll say who? 1-800-447-4348. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 a Chosen you to preach this, Mr. Beal. Why me? Because you're on television, dummy. In theaters now, from the director of The Da Vinci Code, it's The Bush Code. If you send mixed messages, you cannot understand. There's an ingenious code locked into President Bush's rambling speeches. How is our children learning? What are you talking about? When deciphered, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. If fool me, can't get fooled again. Reveals a message that actually makes sense. I had a little too much to drink. Beer, <laughs> Jack Daniels, and uh, absolute. Now I'm sick. That is a problem. The Bush Code. Witness the biggest cover-up in human history. I'm here to discuss our strategy without knowing the facts. Then again, I don't have a lot of intelligence. So speaking of illuminating uh, angels and demons, how'd you like to think about Pope Pius XI and the Concordat in Italy? Oh, yeah. Uh, Italy and uh, Hitler and Mussolini, and then when he changed sure. his mind mm -hmm. and said, hey, this isn't such a good idea, and all these innocent people are dying, uh, he died. Uh-huh. He had another one of them uh, doctored cups of tea that's so popular. It's one of those coincidental deaths. Now, how'd you like that history of the um, uh, 
uh, the popes. Oh yeah. Well, we knew they were a bunch of scoundrels anyway. <laughs> and their wealth and uh, and the archives and how you can't go in there without you know the right. armed guards watching yeah, you. Yeah, fifty you, miles of books. I thought was right. kind of interesting. And you can only uh, get the one piece of material that you ask for, and you can only take a pencil in with you and all that other crap. You know, there will be a day we won't live long enough to see it when all that's going to come down. Right. How about all the porno they have there at the Vatican? Yeah, that's true. That? Yeah, you know it. Maybe they let the Swiss Guard watch it to get them aroused. You know they do. Here's a fax from uh, Amy, a white female listener under 35 from New York, oh! who can't wait for 2.30 Monday through Friday to download the show on her iPod. Thanks, Amy. She says, you are the greatest. Yes, I am. I get all my news from your show and website. And she says, uh, P.S. Bonds blows. That's correct. And say hi to Josh and George. Hi, Josh and George. George and Josh. I'll tell Josh when he gets back. Oh, where'd he go? I, well, not I, a deuce. I think so. Oh, no. From that lunch again, man, you guys keep eating while the show is on. It's AC Deucey Tracy. In fact, he's wiping the sweat off his brow and his lip. I'm glad that's all he's wiping. Woo! I man. think you were right. You guessed right. Oh, a deuce. Hey, I hurried, man, you know. I know. Well, I, you know. Hey, you don't want to rush that paperwork. A little uncomfortable right now. You'll never uh -oh. catch up to me. Well, you go back and finish the job. You know, yeah. there's nothing worse than, like, uh... Cutting off in mid uh, Well, it's dump. too late now, you know? I have a moist yeah, towelette right. for you. You can take that. It's too, late, too late now. He's probably got a load in his pants. That's, That's right. Just don't, just don't uh, get downwind. Like some of the people are Woodbine. I guarantee you that. In fact, there was, there was <laughs> one of the lady regulars there yesterday. She said to me, I think that one guy's got a load in his pants. I mean, oh, she was like swooning. And then all of a sudden, just as she said it, I got it just, it just reached my nasal passages. Oh, no. oh my God. Woo! Holy moly, how do you smell like that? 1,009 votes. Now, here's a little more on that thing. It's uh, from our website. Bush's candor was scripted response to a planted question. Not that they're trying to, like, uh, pull the wool over your eyes, the woolly bully. Not that they're trying to put on his dog and pony show and brainwash the public and lie. That's their specialty. Maybe we ought to put Greg Reed in the cabinet, man. He was pretty good at lying. Yeah. President Bush's highly publicized admission of regrets and moment of candor during that joint press conference. They were smoking it all right. That's why it's a joint press conference with British Prime Minister Tony Blair this past week. Was actually a scripted response to a planted question with a British journalist. Capitol Hill Blue has learned that the question was among a list of proposed questions given to British reporters by Blair. And that both the British Prime Minister and President Bush knew the question was coming and had prepared responses. Newsweek correspondent Richard Wolf says it was obvious to the press corps assembled for the press conference that Bush knew the question was coming and had a response ready. Of course, it was very rehearsed. Everything from the mannerisms you saw, the upwards glance up at the ceiling for inspiration, Wolf says. And for me, the big giveaway was that at the end of the answer, I don't know if you could see it on camera, but the president flashed a big grin to those of us sitting in the front rows. It didn't seem that it was quite as contrite as his performance. According to multiple sources, Blair planted the question with the British reporters leaving England and informed the White House. Both Blair and Bush had scripted responses to the question, and it was predetermined that the question would be recognized so we could ask the question. It was a setup from start to finish as a member of the press crew that covers Blair on a regular basis. We knew the question was coming, and we knew Blair had a response ready. As for Bush, we didn't know if he had been briefed, but we suspected he had. Two sources within the White House confirmed Bush knew the question was coming and was ready with his scripted response. Blair set the tone with his comment in the closing moments. You guys, come on. I want you to the British delegation ask a few serious questions. The setup came in the second question. Mr. President, you spoke about missteps and mistakes in Iraq. Could I ask both of you which missteps and mistakes of your own you most regret? Regret. Wet. Bush was ready. Sounds like kind of familiar refrain here, saying bring it on, kind of tough talk, you know, that he sent the wrong signal to people. I learned some lessons about expressing myself, maybe in a little more sophisticated manner. You know, wanted dead or alive, that kind of talk. 
I think in certain parts of the world it was misinterpreted, and so I learned from that. And I think the biggest mistake that's happened so far, at least from our country's involvement in Iraq, is... Abu Ghraib. We've been paying for that for a long period of time. And it's, unlike Iraq, however, under Saddam, the people who committed those acts were brought to justice. They've been given a fair trial and tried and convicted. Wolf said Bush has to go the regret route because his other tried phrases just don't work anymore. I don't think those cliches actually work so much anymore, he says. All the cliches, all the trite bullcrap, all the time. Kind of like talking to our management. Trite cliches, trite bullcrap. Oh, but today's the water Nazi's last day. <laughs> Let's see if I got a response to any of my outbursts this morning, huh? I'm not, I, you know something? I'm all done talking to those people. Let them talk to Norma. Let them talk to you. Oh, here's two massages. Neither one of them from uh, anybody there. Spam. No, it's just uh, news stuff, you know? MoveOn.org and uh, some other thing. Tom Paine. Stuff like that. Stuff that's going on in the world as opposed to the nothingness that's going on there. But they got some plans, baby. We got some plans. Like we never used to say, we got package plans. Evil plans. Well, I sure miss him. I sure miss all the good radio people, man. They're all dead. At least most of them. Yeah. Squirt, well, squirt. I'm just telling you right now, most of the real radio people. Of course, we miss suds, too. But you'll now let's see. When are you going to have him on this summer all the time on Fridays? As much as possible. <laughs> he's, he's a busy man, you know. As much as Rams and Crutch. Busy doing what? Oh, who knows? Get out of here. Tell you what, if my, my wife aunt. worked and I had my days free, I'd be busy, too. Yeah, well, I don't think he's busy doing that. How do you know? Well, I don't. Stays young somehow. Yeah. Maybe he's hanging out with Rick's cheerleading wife. I don't know. You know he's only two years younger than you. And uh, what you're trying to say is he sure looks like uh, 15 years younger than me. The one for the gray hair. Which Isn't that what you're trying to say? Uh, yeah, he looks you can 15 say years. It. He does. Cause he you doesn't have can say kids. I look like an old toe, but I'll tell you one thing. I don't look no 63. Well, I don't look a day over 62. You look, uh, you look normal. 50-ish. Right. I could pass for like 56, yes, 55. Yeah. Well, how the hell do you know? You haven't seen me in a long time. Uh, I got Especially with my skinhead now. Oh, I like my skinhead. And now I like redo it every, every second day. I don't let it even grow like a little bit. Every two days. I like the skinhead feel. Right? Do you I like really to, do. Do you like to rub it? And do even like on my own head, I like it. I'm going to I'm going to record. I'm going to PVR that. You know, do you know that Josh Cordes don't have PVR? I don't either. You were on PVR. Well, on your thing it's DVR my what what difference does it make? I don't have PVR personal what? We're not Canadians, eh? I have a DVD that can uh, a recordable DVD player. Well, there you go. But Josh doesn't have that. He don't have. He doesn't even have a VCR anymore because they went out with knickers. So he uh, don't have any. I gotta give him a VCR thing so he can watch Gone with the Wind. Buy him a VCR for Christ's sakes. Gee, I got I gotta hand me down. He can have. Well, you're good. Do they make cleaning tapes for those things anymore? Why you got dirty heads? That's gotta be. It's old. Just like QAM man. You ever go in there and take a look? Talk about dirty heads. Oh, you should have seen the bathroom on Memorial Day, man. It was memorable. There must have been a party over here this weekend that we weren't invited to. Or maybe <laughs> Fat Boy had a little problem. Wouldn't be the first time. 28 past 1 at QM. If you're a cigar smoker and love to kick back with a good premium stogie, then Bahia Cigars by Tony Burhani is for you. These hard-to-find cigars are made with first-grade tobacco processed and aged up to 10 years. Bahia is a real boutique cigar maker specializing in small-batch, hard-to-find tobacco. Bahia Gold, the flagship line, gets a 91 rating by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider and 9.1 by Schmoke Magazine. This rich-flavored, well-balanced, full-bodied Nicaraguan cigar has got earthy hints of dark roast coffee, chocolate, spice, and pepper flavors. Let's send one to Ray Nagan and tell him where to stick it. Also try the Bahia Deseo, the hottest-released cigar in the last 10 months. The Deseo gets a high rating of 91 by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider. It's a big, powerful cigar. Even Fidel would like this, with complex notes of leather, earth, and pepper. 
that finishes long and full body with additional spice and odor charred wood. And if you want to save 40% off on all your Bahia cigars, when you call this toll-free number, tell them that old Neil Rogers told you to call. Don't be ashamed. Don't be too embarrassed. Tell them Neil told you to call. You'll save 40%. 1-800-35-BAHIA. That's 1-800-35-BAHIA. This is Neil Rogers. Ahoy! This is 560 QAM. Neil I've been to Iraq nine times in the last three years. I've seen bombs and blood. I've seen death and democracy. I've seen a lot. But what have I heard? That's easy. Lionel Richie. Well, my friends, the time has come to raise the roof, blow up someone. You don't need to shoot any guns. Get up there and plant bombs. Plant bombs, plant bombs. Hide the mines out there in the streets. They better watch where they put their feet. We're going to, to party while we dig and hide those explosives. And listen to those lion nail tunes all night long. All night. All night. All night. All night. All night. Torn apart by sectarian divisions, the one thing Sunnis and Shiites share is a complete and utter devotion to Lionel Richie. They are a united legion for Lionel. What are you going to do about it? You fairy. 135, 25 till 2. We got 1,033 votes on a poll. Man, everything is uh, just going swimmingly well until 2, and then that comes along. All week long. Oh, God. Thank God for that uh, big Orlando remote yesterday at Kindle Toyota, you know what? Yeah, that's what I said. Thank the Lord for that. In fact, you know who you can thank? Damn, you. Yeah, yeah, no. That one. I think I made the right choice. Buddy, uh, why do you? We both hope, agree. Hope both here. of you had a productive two hours, at least more productive than sitting there on Memorial Day, trying to do a show on a holiday when there ain't nobody. I mean, only the most lifeless of the desperados would be around on Memorial Day. Right. Wouldn't you agree? Everybody was out at the beach. Tobacco, deadly in any form or disguise, is the slogan of the World Health Organization's number one. To, uh, the, let me try it again. World No Tobacco Day tomorrow. Tomorrow. The claim is false. Tobacco is not deadly. The harm is in the smoke. A policy that confuses innocuous tobacco with harmful smoke is responsible for millions of avoidable deaths each year worldwide. This is in the Washington Post. Cigarette smoke is a deadly delivery device for a benign but habit-forming product, nicotine. Nicotine isn't especially dangerous, about like caffeine. Good policy toward tobacco uh, use would reduce the grave harm of smoking by replacing cigarettes with non-smoked forms of nicotine for the addicts. They might use nicotine safely forever if, forever if harmless delivery systems were widely available. Instead, nicotine abstinence is the policymaker's only approach to tobacco, like other abstinence campaigns, alcohol prohibition, sexual abstinence before marriage, just saying no to drugs. This one is both moralistic and ineffective, like all the other ones. The human cost of the nicotine abstinence policy is doleful. More than 430,000 U.S. deaths each year, one out of every five, can be attributed to smoking. This is 10 times our death rate from car crashes, 30 times the rate from AIDS, an unprecedented toll that's a testament to the inadequacy of 40 years of quit smoking policy. 
The Surgeon General reported smoking to be a health hazard back in 1964, but the net effect of smoking cessation messages since then is that between 4 and 5% of smokers quit each year. Of the approximately 14 million Americans who try to quit smoking every year, only 2 million succeed. That failure leaves 45 to 60 million American smokers, more than a fifth of American adults. Most of them smoke regularly. Like George, he just don't smoke cigarettes. Right. Another million or so start smoking each year. In fact, all of the Americans alive today who ever smoked regularly, half of them are still smoking now. Obviously, nicotine use is a popular and tenacious habit. Equally obviously, tobacco policy is a failure. Surveys show that a majority of current smokers would like good alternatives to smoking as ways of getting nicotine, but we won't tell nicotine users that there are safe ways to continue to use the legal drug that they crave. Apparently, our policymakers would rather see these people get sick and die. That's right. Alternative nicotine delivery could be easy. Nicotine replacement therapy could work long-term. Gum and the patch are already available, but not to everyone. What about the, the ISIS leave? Also, they are still approved only for short-term use and can deliver only small doses, inadequate for heavy users. Smokeless tobacco would work. It comes in several forms. One is chewing tobacco, made famous by cowboys and ballplayers, but other forms are handier, less messy, and far less dangerous than smoking. I thought, I thought people get uh, lip cancer and the uh, mouth and all kinds That's of other right. cancers from, uh, huh? They oh, do. They add all kinds of uh, evil poisons and those things, too. Oh, I see. Yet health officials label smokeless tobacco as not a safe alternative to smoking, despite much evidence that it is quite safe. Oh, that is unless it's got a lot of crap in it. Indeed, current policy is so wedded to nicotine abstinence that officials will lie to discourage widespread use of smokeless tobacco as a way of delivering the drug. Just to put a pinch between your cheek and gum, yeah, for pure put a big pinch between your cheek and gum, as Carl Phillips, an epidemiologist at the University of Alberta, has shown evidence points to a low risk of health hazards stemming, uh, stemming from smokeless tobacco use. That includes virtually no evidence of risk of oral cancer. Phillips' calculations show that total mortality from smokeless is about one-hundredth of that from smoking. One-hundredth. And then there's what many smokers nowadays really do, mixed periods of abstinence encouraged by smoke-free workplaces and restaurants with periods of light smoking. Mixing light or occasional smoking with other nicotine delivery products might even be safer, but it can't be studied as a possible alternative because current funding goes only to research on how to quit smoking, not on finding a safe level of smoking. How shameful that the U.S. is willing to allow almost half a million Americans to die each year and that the WHO is prepared to allow up to 5 million annual deaths worldwide, all because of a delivery device, cigarette smoke, whose hazards are well-known and largely avoidable. I never heard of anybody who died from secondhand chaw. No, well, unless they're spitting in your face, no. No, that's true. Whereas the usually progressive public health establishment on us, we are generally not given to telling people stop doing what you're doing. We prefer health promotion in the form of seatbelts, motorcycle helmets, condoms, syringe exchange, ingredient labels, and warning labels, rather than forcing people to quit their habits. But with tobacco, we've jettisoned our tolerance and thrown all our support to nicotine abstinence. We can't ignore tobacco in its one deadly disguise, cigarette smoke. Neither should we ignore a deadly nicotine abstinence crusade disguised as tobacco control. It's that smoke, man. Secondhand smoke. And guess what happens in uh, Ontario on uh, Thursday? I don't know. It's a big smoke out smoking. No, it's uh, the fest. law. No more of them smokers at Fallsview in Niagara. All indoor businesses, man. No moss. No more smoking. How do you like that? I like it. Huh. Only kind of, I, I just don't. I've never been one of those militant anti-smokers because they used to smoke a long, long ago when I was in college. Right. But it just, by the same token, when you haven't smoked in a long time, and when you're around people, I keep blowing in your face. It's, it's very annoying. By the same token, eyes, you can't stand huh? the smoking? I'm just telling you. I'm not no, talking no. about that kind of smoke. 
No, no, in a, in a casino situation, it can be downright oppressive depending on how many people are uh, yes. doing it. Yes, and they always are dangling that faggot from their fingers yeah. in such a way. It's almost like they're looking out of the corner of their eye at the angle to make sure it's all wafting right up in your puss, you know? And you always have the bad luck of being right in the spot where the smoke is billowing so it goes right in your eye. Right, that's right, and your eyes are tearing up. And then when you hit the jackpot, you can't even see the machine man. You just hear the bell go off. And well, what happened? Yeah, hopefully. I don't think so. 1,041 votes on the Barry Bonds poll. Barry, they hate you, man. They wish you would die. They wish that you'd get a tumor the size of your fat ass. What's your take on Barry Bonds? 1,041 votes. Without the roids, just another jock, 295. Just another jock. He couldn't lick the babe's jock, 197. His stats are bogus, 179. I hate baseball, 97. He's good, not great, 88. He's okay. Never stole a freight train. And never never got uh, failed a drug test. That guy was great. He's the greatest, 68. Josh voted 20 times. I hate him, 60, and I hate this poll, only 57. They like the Barry Bonds poll, man. Hey, Barry, they like your poll. With lightning quick speeds, the latest features and security, Comcast high-speed Internet leaves DSL in the dust. And today you can get on board for just $9.95 a month for two months. With an always-on connection speed of 6 megabytes, Comcast high-speed Internet is up to four times faster than DSL 1.5 and up to 100 times faster than dial-up. Whether you're downloading music, watching streaming video, playing online games, or just surfing your favorite sites, Comcast Reliable Fast Connection means you'll be flying through the Internet with the greatest of ease. Plus, when you sign up for Comcast high-speed Internet, you get instant access to free features, all kinds of them, like the fan, video mail, Comcast Rhapsody Radio Plus, and up to seven personal email accounts, just to name a few. Not only that, but you also get McAfee security tools included, so you can be assured that your Internet experience is always safe and secure. What should you be waiting for? Start doing a lot more faster than you ever could before. Sign up for Comcast High-Speed Internet today for just $9.95 a month for two months. You'll wonder how you ever manage without it. Call in day 305-COMCAST or in Broward, Broward! 954-COMCAST. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. If anybody has opinion dissenting from our way, we'll place your name into the system as enemy of the state. Don't even bother to question, just follow on the face. Everybody's turning fascist, fascist USA. Oh. In the act of patriotism, we're watching all of you. Everyone got the suspicion, Absolutely. so that's what you do. This got information, and all you mindless fools, the Bush Fatherland Nation, fascist USA. Oh. You gotta hate those Jews, and Clinton liberals too. Oh. Believe everything we tell you. We don't mind to see our jobs go. 
We got Geldy coming up. A man, this should tell you what women do to men, okay? This story epitomizes what it does. And also okay. about those cruises. Mm-hmm. What I tell you when you're out there in the middle of the water and uh, nowhere to go? Yeah. A man returning from the British Virgin Islands on a cruise ship with his family threw himself into the Atlantic Ocean after arguing with his wife and couldn't be found despite a Coast Guard search. Mm-hmm. Carnival Cruise Line said in a statement that its Carnival Legend vessel was en route from Tortola just after 1 a.m. Saturday when the passenger was seen jumping overboard. That's what women will do to you. Yeah, that's right. I know it's right. The coast, that's why they got all these widows and very few widowers, man. The women live to be like 90, and the guys at 60, they croak from the stress, from the agri- from the agita, from the nudging, the kvetching, the nagging. Mm-hmm. The Coast Guard sent a C-130 airplane crew to help look for the man, but after 12 hours without fighting him, they sent the cruise ship on its way to New York, where it docked last night, or Sunday night. Passengers said they were told a man, a father of a young child, had argued with his wife in, in his cabin before jumping over the balcony. They said a call of Bravo, Bravo, used to alert crew members to a serious incident, was heard over the ship's announcements. Maybe they were just complimenting him on his dive. That's right. 8.9. Right. Even No, 9.6. Even though we decided to do that, it was still upsetting for his family, everybody else on board. No. <laughs> oh, you people in those cruise ships, man, a sucker is born every minute. I keep telling you. God, speaking of a sucker born every minute, getting is wasting a lot of money. I want—I don't want to say I told you so, but you know what? Did you tell us so? Yes. Milford Township, Michigan. The FBI is ending its two-week search of a suburban Detroit horse farm after finding no trace of Jimmy Hoffa's remains. <gasps> Oakland County, well, maybe if they just got Geraldo on there, he could open up Al Capone's vault again and find that empty wine bottle. Oakland County Prosecutor David Garcia, Dorsica, whatever his name is, told the AMP he was informed by Bloomfield Township Police that the search was ending without any remains found at the Hidden Dreams Farm in Milford Township. I could have told him that for a very small fee, just a few How grand. small? Okay. Oh, I don't know. It just cost me $6,000. And not only that. Oh, isn't there more to it? I think there's more to it. There's another cut. $1,000 and one cut. Yeah, I know that. FBI spokeswoman Dawn Clady didn't immediately return a call from the AP seeking comment. Well, it's too embarrassing. Hoffa disappeared in July 1975 from a Detroit area restaurant about 20 miles from Hidden Dreams Farm, land once owned by Hoffa associate Roland McMaster. His attorney, McMaster's attorney, said he wasn't surprised the search was wrapping up with the mystery still unsolved. We never expected there was anything there, he said, adding that the FBI like felt like pressure to respond to the tip, lest it seem it wasn't trying to solve the case. <coughs> First of all, what if they do solve the case? Yeah. I mean, this isn't exactly like Elvis, where there are people running around, oh, Jimmy Hoffa's still alive. I, I saw him having a cup of coffee at, uh, you know, Starbucks. Uh, nobody says Jimmy Hoffa's still alive. He sleeps with the fishes, okay? Just like Luca Brasi. That's right. He sleeps with the fishes. Uh, and the mob killed him, right? Like, we don't Luca know that. Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. Well, he was on his way to meet with two mobsters, for crying out loud. Didn't you see the movie? With, uh, That's I right. Would, I would, it's Danny DeVito was in the movie. That is correct. Right? Who do I always say is in it? Oh, Joe Pesci. And Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson is in the Hoffa movie? Wasn't he Hoffa? That's correct. Now that you mention it. Well, I, I, I don't know. I kind of soured on him after uh, The Shining. Yeah. yeah that, that was the only highlight of the whole movie. That was the only good part. That's it. The big chase scene there. 
No, the big chasing through that maze of uh, bushes. It was pretty amazing, yeah. Well, what, what's that? No, but through the house and everything with the axe and... Uh, oh, yeah. And then there's also the chasing at the end where in the snow where he's chasing the... Through poor the, Scatman, uh, that was a great big build-up to nothing. Boy, he flew that whole way. He was going to save them and, uh, you know... He, he's dead. He died pretty quick in there. That's right. Scatman. Can, can we even say that anymore? Not, not anymore. Uh-oh. Oh, just remember got what, joist. Remember what channel he was watching when he was, uh, you know, on his little vacation there? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Watching uh, Glenn Rinker and Ann Bishop. Channel, channel 10, 10 that's right. I told you the thing in the theater, because I originally saw that movie in the theater mm -hmm. in the, down there. And the crowd let out a uh, geshry when, oh, Channel 10, yeah. I this news. Well, that's because they saw Ann Bishop, so they screeched. I I'd scream. I wonder if Sandy Payton ever brought her body back. 154 at 560 WQM. We got the Geldy Show. He's going to be doing a lot of, a lot of this from 2 to 4. Oh, yeah. Meshack the bed to go. To bed we go. If you have a business you need to get customers away from the competition, then here's the perfect business partner for you. Pubset Printing and Design. Pubset can design and print everything you need in your arsenal. Just look at the display booth they made about me on our website, right at the bottom of the page, right along, way down there on the bottom. Although I don't do bottom. Or see even more of their phenomenal work at pubsetsf.com. Pubset can print everything from business cards to banners, posters to their specialty, trade show booths and displays. Pubset Design and Printing, the very best for over 14 years. And don't forget, Pubset can handle it all in-house. Call them at 954-772-7275 and tell them that Muff Lindsay told you to call. 954-772-7275. Better yet, see for yourself on their website, pubsetsf.com. Look your best and get those new customers. It's your business and it's Pubset's business to make you look really great. Call 954-772-7275 or online go to their website at pubsetsf.com, as in San Francisco. Look for my picture on their building on Dixie Highway just north of Commercial to make your plots. Choose the very best Pubset printing and design. Call them at 954-972-7275. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. It's Dave! Oh! It's Miami Town! Oh, Let's abuse some more prisoners. Make them scream nice and loud. Get me some wires and a battery pack. I don't care if they ain't from my rack Should be used, used, used to the torture Cause we're just playing their game In the past, it had to be worse with Saddam Hussein I never thought I'd see the Prince Secretary Turning out that kind of phrase <laughs> Become the new surprise Since he's a white monkey slut from Fox News <laughs> They just let that as bad, not enough black died in New Orleans. Christian White is praying for another killer hurricane. I don't want to hug the car, baby. That come from a white who ain't got no soul. Take it away. I don't want to hug the car, baby. <laughs> I guess nobody can blow as good as Tony Snow. Ain't gonna take a mind until they find enough to put us all in detention camps. Oh, With tattoos on your arms like the Jews, but you ain't gonna see that on the news card. <laughs> Another son of a bitch who's lying his dumbass, who's got his tough. He ain't confirming or denying nothing. 
I can't confirm or deny it. I don't want to hug the tar baby. See this you and out the last for the gay old party, he says. I don't want to hug the tar baby. Hello, can you go? Pony, Tony, Snow Hill. We will neither confirm nor deny. I can't confirm or deny it. This administration has no comment. I don't want to hug the car, baby. I hear the voices. <laughs> Another brilliant appointment by Mr. President Dumbass and his sissy Warhawk. Tony will bend over for I don't want to hug the tar, baby. No, you ain't got no liver liberties if you be dead. Tony said I don't want to hug the tar, baby. How low can you go? Tony, Tony, Snow. <laughs> I don't want to hug the tar, baby. Bye, bye, bye.